You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. And welcome to Ring Post Radio, the only show where, uh, you know, two almost two weeks in a row, we have I, I have family coming in a lot. A lot of people just want to see me and my beautiful face, um, just like all of our online viewers right now. And just, you know, it's it is what it is. And I guess I'm going to have to appreciate it. But I got a lot of family coming to town. So because of <sighs> that, recording a little bit earlier, just a little bit earlier than couldn't, our typical. Couldn't be worse time for me. <laughs> Your family said, fuck this guy. He can deal with it. And I I appreciate the sentiment from them. Of course. I think last time it worked out fine. I don't remember Stardom. I don't think Stardom had a show last time. No, they didn't. But they did this time. (laughs) They did this time. So, uh, you know what? I'm just going to... That's going to be my uh, personal news story of the week. Because... I got the one the one match that I just that I've wanted, mm-hmm. and at a historic crossover, it's Mayu versus Kyrie for the strap. Is that confirmed today? That is confirmed. Breaking, they both won their matches. Breaking breaking where, news via Scotty. Yeah, that is where we're going, and I couldn't be happier. Now, this is going to sound ridiculous, but and I think it's probably because I I was nearing twenty four hours of no sleep. Um, listen, I took a nap in between NXT, but like it was 40 minutes. Okay. That wasn't really sleep. That's a cat nap. That, that was count. me literally getting bored of NXT. <laughs> um, but I, I think I, I had I had tears going down my face at six o'clock in the morning when my baby retired. So it's been a, it's been a hell of a time. I slept for an hour. I'm here. I'm ready to talk about nonsense brawl out um nxt fuck uh some probably something else um and and that's 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 why i'm here fujita yeah yeah this is this is this is gonna be one it's definitely gonna be a show this is gonna be a a time for this is gonna be a classic ring post radio and by that i mean sleep deprived ryan sorry no not ryan oh i guess in a way because i could don't even know who i am sleep deprived scotty uh number one Number two, uh, NXT talk. Uh, number three, uh, backstage drama. Uh, and number four, Muto talk. You know? Uh, and, you know, a sprinkle of Fujita in there. And Tanahashi. Ooh, a little Tanahashi in there. But we'll get to all that. A little Tanahashi. A little one. I'm not going to say. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, of course, yeah, like we said, we're going to talk about preview the New Japan Rumble on 44th Street. Uh, and I guess the night before Rumble on 44th Street, the New York show that's happening this Saturday, well, Friday-Saturday uh, combo. Uh, there's also going to be the Noah, the return, Pro Wrestling Love Forever 3. This is, it's weird because it's the third, uh, you know, Great Muda, not Muda, not Great Muda, but Keji Muto retirement tour match. But he's had a lot of matches since announcing this tour, additionally. So, I whatever it but technically this is the third of five um this is the last one the next one i believe is the the great muta and sting teaming up and then the last one is 
the final final. Um, I just don't think they're ending. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, but of course, we'll also review uh, NXT Halloween Havoc. And we're actually, you know what? We're going to talk about AEW's Title Tuesday, the Tuesday Night Dynamite. Because um, that was, I thought, a really good show. And, newsworthy show. Yeah, especially newsworthy show. So we'll get into all of it. But first, uh, oh, sorry, hold on. We have breaking news right now. We have breaking news. Uh, it's Actually, it's coming in the form of a brawl out update. It's breaking news. No, it's not breaking news. I was hoping I was hoping you were, I would get you with a, a bit where I say broad update and then do a, a doggy noise and then you had you no sold me and was shocked by breaking news. How embarrassing. You, you have to understand. I am so tired. I am not going to sell most things. <laughs> okay, I have to try harder on my jokes. Uh this is a hold on, I'll, let me do it again. This is a No, bu- it's too late. This it's is late. a bu- 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 breaky. Oh, hold on. I fucked it. I fucked it up. This is a bu- 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 brawl out update. <laughs> that hurt my throat. <laughs> it's too early in the morning to be barking. Look, if I learned if I've learned anything from, look, if I learned anything from comedy, it's that if I continue to double down on the joke, it will eventually turn back around and being funny. Right? Right? No. Anyways. So we do have a brawl out update. Uh finally, it's it's the coincidence of uh of uh Dave Meltzer complaining about not having any news uh about the brawl out <laughs> and no update about it. And then seemingly within the next week we get some news. So it looks like someone heard his words of frustration, which were completely fair, but we got some news. So uh, it has been reported that a steel backstage producer uh, has been released from uh, the company, released from AEW. Oh, apparently, much to his reported surprise, apparently he was reported by Dave Meltzer from Wrestling Observer that he was surprised by the news. That that feels like it paints a picture of the mindset of I well a steel for sure. And then probably CM Punk as well, a little bit as well, since they were both in that the same uh, side of the argument, I guess, per se. Um, so uh, on top of that, oh, I guess before we get to the Punk talks, how do you feel about Ace Steel <laughs> being released from the company? Bye. Good riddance. Oh, it's such a shame. I was hoping he was the only person released. <laughs> That's fair. Well, I was hoping we could find a silver lining in all of this, which there might still be one if the elite walks back in the door sooner than later. But ugh. that's true. So we're kind of alluding I just want to the story to end. I don't care anymore. Well, like I know you're going to talk about CM Punk right now. I've accepted he's gone. Like I, I've accepted it. Been there. Let's get on with it. Like this reminder this week. I was like I. Couldn't you have just done this like already? Like, what, what are we waiting for? I mean, I know legal stuff. That's what we're waiting for. But uh, just like this is the longest, most drawn out, boring ass story now because I don't care anymore. Yeah, it's 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 definitely drawn out uh, well past its welcome. You know, especially, you know, you know, that was the whole Dave's spiel is that like, you know, when the NBA dream on green stuff happened, it was like solved the story life cycle. The story was like. I don't know, a week at best, <laughs> like, like maybe a couple days. And here it's like, we're at, I don't know, week six, week seven. Uh, it's, it's just way too long, but yes. I'm uh, going to start my own brawl out. Who, 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 are you going to bite someone? You're going to bite your dog. Your dog's going to bite you. 
I work with fucking children. <laughs> Where's your muffin, man? You gotta have a muffin. You know. <laughs> no, you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. If CM Punk handled this better, he was kinda right. Oh he does work with children. Sure. I I, I yes. It's the There's been like four fights since then. <laughs> yeah, that's is true. It is this idea But of like... he handled it on a public forum and he stupidly called out the elite and hangman page. The hangman page one was just him being sour. Mm-hmm. And the elite one was him having misinformation, which I'm pretty I'm pretty sure this week someone like reported that Punk now knows that it wasn't the Bucks. I believe it was also Dave. Yeah. So he like, he deeply regrets not telling him clarifying of Punk before all out. Yeah. Thanks, Dave. I'm just kidding. I don't care. Well, I do care. I, I would like CM Punk to still be in this company. However, we move on. Yeah, so the apparently the news that came out, the big news that came out of that was that uh, there are reportedly talks within AEW that they are considering whether the maybe the plan is or the consideration or whatever is to buy out the rest of CM Punk's contract. He has lots of years left on that contract. Surely it's a couple millions of dollars too. Uh, probably as much money as he maybe gained Bob being in this company. Uh, this company gain off of him from since being in. They have to now pay him off the right now maybe uh but the issue is and apparently that's part of the issue why this is taking so long uh with cm punk in particular is that they are wanting to add a no compete clause to that contract uh so that when they cut him he doesn't walk straight into wwe assuming that is what punk punk and wwe want to do after this or during or after his injury whatever the heck What has, what has given anyone the idea that that is something he wants to do? That that we need to hold all this up for that. For WWE, who cares? If he wants to walk in there, a place that he's openly trashed on, and work for a guy he's openly gutted on multiple podcasts, that he seemingly then, has less respect than the guy, <laughs> the, the 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 sex offender guy, then like. <laughs> Go for it. Who cares? Like, just just move on, Tony. the The sooner you move on, the better. The product improves. The elite are back. You don't have to do this anymore. This is just this is just you stressing about something that pro- you probably don't. Need. He's injured. He's not doing it. You know, tomorrow, right? Well, it's just like. Who cares? Well, there is the argument that uh, injury be damned, CM Punk's most vital uh, weapon that he has to him is his voice. He doesn't. He doesn't need to be. Yeah, that's true. I work he on shows, that more than I worry about WWE. He shows up. He shows up at WrestleMania or whatever, or you know, Raw or whatever, with a microphone in his hand. Yeah. It's it's Doomsday device. Uh, well, it's gonna happen one way or the other. Yeah. No, I I'm. I'm I don't sort think of going to trash Tony Khan. I mean, yeah, I don't, I, I'm. He he didn't. Uh, Tony Khan paid him a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, so I think that's part of it. Is that uh, that's certainly part of the issue of why people think he could go back to WWE is the money because obviously they'll have the bankroll to duel out. WWE is in the moment right now of, you know, he's publicly trashed the trash the company. Uh, he he said that he has a lot of issues with Triple H. 
However, at the end of the day, money is money, and that could money can mend a lot of bridges. So you know that's that's the sure. that's the thought process there. Triple H does mend bridges. Um, that's his literal, that was his literal job. I'm pretty sure it went. He's he is the he is the head of talent relations, so his job is to yeah. mend these bridges. But he did it. But but my point is, he actually did it. Yeah. Right. Like he oh, yeah. able he was able to accomplish things with Bruno and Warrior. Um, That's right. That's actually a great point. Sting, I for did, example. Wow. Um, a lot of people. Uh, I, Goldberg. You want me to keep going? Like it's very possible he could do it with CM Punk. So I get that, but it's just like. Man, just cares. Just move on. Move on. Help your company. Save your company. You know, uh, we're sitting here and we're appreciating their shows and they do, but there's still this gaping hole mm-hmm. that is this story that is brawl out just impacting these shows and impacting this company. And you're going to feel it until it's officially over. And it's officially over when the elite are back on TV. How do you feel about that as a potential resolve to the CM Punk side of the story, Uh, you know, buying out the rest of his contract now, adding a no compete clause, because I'm reading that and I'm thinking to myself, why are we doing a buyout now? Why don't we just sit him at home and just put him on ice for years and like that serve that as a no compete clause? He gets his money no matter what. It seems like (laughs) because the minute he, isn't on that contract anymore because i'm guessing the contract isn't as long as we may think it is mm-hmm. um yeah we know it's at least multi-year and it's been one year so it's who right. knows you know so it could have been it was probably like a three-year deal i'm guessing sure three two um it wasn't it couldn't have been too long because he he always sounded uncertain of when he would be done mm-hmm. which for good reason i guess um I guess at least I, I get where you're coming from, mm-hmm. but like I think it's a situation where it's like a morale thing for the locker room. Like, yes, he's gone, right? You, know, you don't have to worry about it. Washing our keep, washing our hands of the whole situation because if you keep him on the books, there's always the opportunity he comes back, right? Mm. You just never know; things could change, and maybe for Tony, it's just like all right, fresh start. Like you said, wash the hands, we move on. Um, plus you just pay the money now and don't have to worry about it too which is always a I'm sure if he buys it out in some ways it could be cheaper um, if you don't buy it out he's still going to get merch sales that's a great point <laughs> that's a great point you still probably get merch sales uh... which might be a good thing I mean he probably yeah, he was number one mm-hmm. I'm sure if not number one number two um yeah, there was wasn't there like a, a graph that came out from WrestleNomics? Yeah, I think there was, there was long ago, but I don't know where it was. And it's some, it's it lost, lost to the annals of months, Patreon yeah. and Twitter. Um, yeah, no, uh, yeah, I, I think there's also the idea of it maybe being a little bit of goodwill. You know, I, I don't like. Yeah. I, maybe that is also like a, a key, a tiny key into Tony Khan's mindset about the whole situation. About he. He's obviously upset about it, I would imagine. Yeah. He obviously, you know, can't talk about these things as we as Ariel Ariel Hawani find out. Um but maybe there's part of it where it's like, you know, he still is a fan of wrestling. He still respects Punk for what he's done for his own company. So maybe it's like, well, here, we'll give you the money at now. 
you know, we'll, you're not, we're not going to ice you out for years. You can't, you're not going to sit on the sidelines for years, but we'll just pay out the rest of your contract. Just when we do that, you can't go to this other company immediately. You can go later, but just can't go immediately because we are at a war at the end of the day. And maybe that's part of it. Maybe that's part of it. I just feel like, you know, if you are at a war, maybe you just ice them. You know, if, if the idea is like, you want to treat it like a war or something like that. You know, that's maybe not necessarily Tony Khan's MO right now. But if you want to sort of maybe treat it like a, a war, you ice the guy. You know, he's, I don't know. I, I say all that, but I'm also thinking to myself that, like, at the end of the day, is Punk going to be colder a month from now than a year from now in WWE? He's he's going to do a monster pop no matter what he does, you know? So, yeah, I was going to say, the moment CM Punk, if he ever does again, which, big if, um, that he sh- would show up again, it would just it would be the same exact thing. It would, <laughs> like, it's CM Punk. I don't, I know, I know, I've seen enough people on Twitter, like, complain about him and hate on him and whatever they want to do, but he made money. He's one of the biggest stars wrestling scene over the past two decades. Um, and newsflash for everybody, his one-year run in AEW was excellent. I'm not, you know, it wasn't, for me, it wasn't ruined by one night. It was like, I remember I remember when this all first happened, they were like, someone was like, is this as bad as the Ultimate Warrior and how he left wrestling? I was like, what? What? There's no goodwill here. Like, how are we forgetting what he did? Literally up until that press conference, it was all pretty much shining rainbows. I don't give a crap that he called out Hangman on Dynamite one time. That never affected me. Should have, I guess, because it ended up affecting everyone, but I don't know. It's just, it's what it affected everyone. <laughs> affected everyone on the, on the come down. Yeah, no, it's um, yeah, the, the whole situation has definitely lasted longer. But I, th- I, I still find it fascinating that you know it is, you know, this is just how long this is all taking and how the movements are and and seeing the people's mindset, like you know, a steel being surprised that a big he got released. I think the guy might be a little delusional as well, you know. And and on top of that, you know, we only get news about a steel and um, um, CM Punk. Whereas we don't have any news about the elite, almost like they didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> I was about to say, not only do we have not have any news of the elite, but during you know we start getting CM Punk and the elite coming back into video packages and stuff like that. You know, it's it the ice is thawing. You know, things are coming forward, uh, <laughs> and maybe if the fact that we have news about Steel and Punk. The elite aren't going to have any punishments, and this was enough of a punishment for them, and they're just going to be back soon. Maybe that's the idea. Who knows? I just just I'll say this: if if you don't bring them back by if by or at full gear, you are there's something wrong. Like there is something legitimately wrong. They should be on that show, at that show. One way or the other, enough, enough. Like they came back for like a month. Had how many great matches? Four, three, four, three or four. 
right? Win those trios titles and then nothing. Don't get me wrong. That triangle has been great with the titles. They've done, I mean, they've only got to feud with one team, so it's not their fault. Mm-hmm. But they've done great. Well, let's get let's get back. Let's get back to where the plan was. I'm sick of this. Um, and that also, uh, you know, let's us go into stories for them, which we still haven't really done. Kenny Omega hasn't had an actual storyline in like it'll be over a year now. Yeah, I mean, they, they've at least teased storylines, but they've never executed on yeah, anything Yeah, but they're all yet. dead now. All the stories are dead now. Well, no, the Will Osprey one you can keep doing. Well, that one. Obviously. Yeah, that, that's the Hangman one if they want to. But yeah. like, those are all things that are just like already there. Like, I need a real storyline that they develop on television that isn't just like long-term elite stuff or stuff from Kenny's New Japan. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. I mean, obviously, they can also just make a storyline with them versus Death Triangle. But yeah, Thank no, I get you. what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Which, you know, the Death Triangle now going into another story, feuding with uh, potentially Kingston and or- Ortiz. Yeah. And Feels like Kingston third Ortiz. Third guy no one knows. Yeah, third guy that no one knows. Who knows about what's happening I'm there? sure it's not Santana. feel pretty confident about that one. Is Homicide coming into the company now? Again? Oh, yeah, the, he's like, all right, we lost one Ring of Honor legend. Let's bring in Homicide. Mm. Yeah. To, to lose to Jericho as well. We can do that as well. Oh, there you go. That's there not a bad go. idea. Um, other news uh, that ha- came out this week is that uh, during d- during uh, Title Tuesday, uh, AEW announced that Ring of Honor will be having their next show. Uh, I believe we said it on the air, but I'm going to take it as anyways. I believe I called it in December Final Battle. Uh, you and I talked about this, I think, last week, and we n- nailed it. Uh, Ring of Honor Final Battle was announced for December 10th. We did nail it. Uh, so, uh, victory lap for us. I was coming here for the... I was actually only... I was only attending the show this week for the victory lap. Yeah, oh yeah. It's a big victory lap. Maybe not a huge victory lap. It's a solid victory lap. The bigger victory lap, the part two, is getting the TV deal announced at that show, which is another prediction you and I had, which I oh, feel yeah. strong about. Oh, uh, yeah. TV deal, streaming deal, whatever maybe. Um, it's time to lock up. It's time to get some more stars for that show. Which, to be fair, they don't really have. I don't know if there's any besides like Dalton Castle and the boys that jump out to me, like guaranteed Ring of Honor guys. Um, I'm probably not thinking of someone, but like that's the automatic one. Uh, Jonathan Gresham. Uh, <laughs> Um, the embassy, yeah. uh, the embassy too. Um, yeah, it's just, it's cool. I'm happy. I mean, the show's airing at like three or four Eastern. Yeah, so that's that's actually the part of the whole interesting thing is that so it was announced for final bow, and some <laughs> NXT useless shows after it. Yeah, well, yes. So Ring of Honor was announced on Tuesday to have a show in Arlington, Texas. The show is zero. The show is at three p.m. Uh, Why? Don't don't know. <laughs> maybe maybe they knew something was coming down the pipeline because then it was announced. I believe the next day via Fightful Select, and then confirmed the day after that, and then even more confirmed last night that NXT will having be having a takeover pay per view called. NXT TakeOver Deadline. Uh, Is it called TakeOver? 
I believe it is. Uh, ah, let me see. Yeah, look that up, please. Uh, but I don't actually know. I I remember seeing the announcement. And never for a second did I think. Uh, maybe I don't. Continue. Sorry. Uh, at the very least, it's also happening December tenth, and I would presume happening that uh af- that night. I guess. So yeah, it will be that Saturday, Ring of Honor Final Battle at three p.m. and then a little bit after that. NXT deadline, maybe a takeover <laughs> on December 10th. So we have a little bit of that Clash of the Castle, NXT, whatever the last show is called, NXT TakeOver, whatever last show, and uh, All Out. <laughs> we have another one of those situation, situations brewing. Um, not doing again, um, not doing head-to-head, but someone moved a slot, I feel like. You know, why are we doing it at three? Have the have the do we know what time the previous Ring of Honors were? I don't recall. I don't think they were I at don't, three in the afternoon. I don't No, I don't I just I don't get it. I don't uh I don't get it. What do you not get? I don't get why we're running three o'clock. That's fair. Who cares? Like, what is NXT going to do? <laughs> I'm looking it up now. Death Before Dishonor did. Like, it. how many people? Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. So this isn't your AEW page. Okay. How many people are that were going to watch Ring of Honor, a very, very specific show? We're going to watch Halloween. Ha- uh, not Halloween. Ha- um, deadline, sorry, NXT Deadline, not Takeover. Unfortunately, I did look that up. It is not a Takeover. Dang, um, that automatically it makes it better. Uh, oh yeah, I, don't, I just, I just think we are. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to it though because I enjoy the Ring of Honor. Yeah, I I saw that uh, Ring of Honor, uh, both previous Ring of Honor shows, Supercard of Honor and. Uh, Death Before Dishonor uh, took place at 8 p.m. This show yeah. was scheduled at 3 p.m. Uh, I have to imagine that in they Texas. in Texas it earlier. It is, yeah. Five would it be earlier for us? No, I think it. Yeah, let me two. That's Central Time. Yeah, let me see. Did it two? say? Does it say um, EST on there or something like that? Was Bianca Belair on there? Pretty wish. <laughs> Texas owns Merce- Bianca Belair. Is Mercedes Martinez still champion? Uh, she's still champion. She's just injured. Um, no, it does not say EST or Central Time or anything. It just says 3 p.m. Um, interesting. But yeah, so I Either guess. Either way, it starts earlier in Texas. Yes. Um, time it is. Exactly right. So yeah, so we have a f- Ring of Honor final battle coming down the pipe. But then we also have NXT TakeOver Deadline. Do you think that is a coincidence, Scotty? Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> um, no, not at all. Uh, NXT Deadline. Wasn't there an, an announcement that came with that? I feel like... I don't know why. I feel like there was something talked about with that show that I'm not remembering. I'm probably just thinking of it myself. Um, I, I thought there was more hype to it for some reason. But... It's NXT post takeovers and stuff. So, no, is there really any hype? Um, I don't think there was any. I think maybe the hype was that it might be a takeover, but that seems to be false. Maybe that was it. Um, and yeah. and then just the hype being that. What is deadline? Why is that a. Uh, well, okay. Let's look that up. So, I'm going to Google. The, what's the deadline here 
for NXT. So Deadline is a Hollywood reporter. So NXT Hollywood reporter. Um, I um, we'll have bright. Think... We'll have cameras. You know, you, you know, know, camera at lights, camera action, bright lights, camera action. Carl Anderson, mm. the O, will defend and drop oh. the never open weight title here at NXT Deadline, aka. Hard, nice. aka Hollywood Reporter, aka Lights Camera Action, aka Bright Lights Camera Action against Hikaleo and Grayson Waller or something. Now that's how we do it. <laughs> that's how we do the transition. I uh, I don't care for uh, this NXT deadline <laughs> stuff. You know what? You know what I'm hoping. What's out that? of all this, that What's we that? learned that there's like a Fozzie concert in Texas that night. <laughs> and Jericho was like, yeah, can we just like move it up? Yeah. So I can so I can get to the main event and move on. Oh, yeah, sure. Sure. Um, all right. Let's play a game. Let's predict the Ring of Honor final battle card. So it's, sure. it's less than two months away, mm-hmm. which is a lot more time than they gave last time. For for sure. Remember last time they're like, yeah, it's in two weeks. Oh, okay. Yep. Um. So yeah, let's let's uh, predict based on the current storylines. Um. For just the world title, tag titles, television titles. Women. Should we just say women's? You in do case... pure too, but women's. I don't know if we're saying Martinez will be back. I'll say women's just in case she is back. All right, sure. Just in case. Um, well, I'll start this one as an easy pick. Ring of our mm-hmm. world TV title. I think mm-hmm. that will more than likely, in my opinion, probably be Brian Cage. Yeah, it's a good call. Makes sense. If, the, if not Wardlow, but I don't think I don't think they'll do a no. turn for that. I think it's just going to be Brian Cage. I was thinking, I was thinking Brian Cage, too. That should, be, that should be good. That's pretty good. Yeah, seems yeah, good. good match. Sure. World tag team titles. What's not to like? What's that like? World Tag Team Titles, I'll say FTR versus uh, OGK. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. What's not to That's like? That's also where they're going. What's not to like? This is my point. Like, you can already see the show that they're making. <laughs> mm-hmm. Six-man titles. Oh, right. I forgot those existed. Yeah, that, that's a toss-up. I couldn't even begin to tell you. Mm. That could be literally anyone. That could be a brand-new trio that they're bringing well, it could also be the embassy if they bring in, you know, they that do the. That hasn't been a story they've started telling yet. No, but if they bring in like the crown jewel of the embassy that redo that gimmick, you know, you know, there's the 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 guy of the embassy They're bringing Saudi Arabia. No, 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 no. <laughs> and maybe that's why they haven't done it because they're they bringing to... Logan Paul. That's the. <laughs> Logan Paul and Prince Nana <laughs> just standing next to each other. Um, yeah, so that, I guess that could be anybody, but there's no one in particular that stands out. No, here. that's that's why I didn't name the trio's title, besides forgetting it. But yeah. uh, Pure title. Oh, a little Danny G action? I think it'll still be Utes. Yeah, I think, and I think that'll be a little bit better of a, a match there, going from a main event to a, a pay-per-view match, too. I yeah, for sure. Way. For sure. Especially what they did with Brian Danielson recently by inserting Utes yeah. into that storyline. It definitely feels Utes. like they're now going that way. Yeah. Uh, Jericho. 
We got to do Jericho last. Women's title. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Women's title. Throw a dart here. Okay. I'm gonna throw a dart here. Watch it out. Um. So it's Mercedes Martinez still, right? Yeah. 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 Assuming she's assuming she's healed up and can compete. Let's get crazy. Let's say Athena. Ooh, down in Texas. Mm. Is it is her hometown Texas? Where is she from in Texas? She's from Texas. Is her hometown Texas? No, her hometown is not Texas. That's a big town. She is born in Garland. This is in Arlington. Whatever. It's all Texas. <laughs> it's close enough. That's all, it's all Texas at the end of the day. Um, yeah, I think Athena. I think Athena would make a lot of sense there. Uh, maybe kind of give her that title to run with. Yeah. Perhaps. Because, th- because uh, you know, we're going to talk about the women's division in a little bit. And let's just say there's no road for Athena right now to that title. Um, they've kind of blown off all of her stuff. But recently, after that Jody threat uh, match, it was just a normal match, people. I don't want to hear this anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like you start to build her up a little bit. Yeah. I, I don't think Ring of Honor is a bad idea. And I also like, and one of the things. And she'll be on both shows. She'll be on both shows, at least for the time being. Unless well, you know, unless the TV gets announced on the show, on unless the TV um, gets announced on this show, in which case we're correct um, again. Unless you were wrestling or feuding with Tony Storm or Soraya, you're probably not going to be on the show. So, what am I talking? About? She'll be on Rampage. She'll be on Dark. She'll be on Rampage. No, she can't. That's yeah. that's uh, that's territory for um, uh, Penelope Ford, who's injured the again. Baddies, yeah. who's injured, um, which is such a shame. Mm-hmm. What about Kira J A S? What about Kira Hogan? Uh, Kira Hogan S. versus Mercedes Martinez. Um, does that tickle any part of your fancy? Couldn't tickle me less. <laughs> that's I I, I. I am the opposite of tickle me Elmo. That's right that's my least favorite <laughs> Christmas gift is to tickle me less Elmo. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Mercedes. I think I think Athena's a good pick, and one of the things that I know, agree. I really enjoyed taking from that Jody Threat match. Is one, I think she's Jody still got that dog in her. Jody Threat should get another look at. But two, mm. Athena's got that dog in her. Turn Athena heel. Have her, yeah. have her beat the crap out of the returning injured Mercedes Martinez and win the title. She's a baby face. Good. Because she feed her with D, right? Yeah. She was a baby face. Yeah, that'd be perfect. Yeah. I think that would actually be really, really good. I would enjoy that a You're lot. You're welcome. Made that pay per view for you. Ring of Honor World Champion. Who's the champion? Who's the holder? Well, it's definitely Chris Jericho. Uh, well, this is the this is pretty much half the reason I asked the question because I was like, which who will it be? Will it? Could they go back to Danielson? No, no, no. I don't think so. Danielson um, feel. You, I feel like you've done it too many times to do it again. Yeah, you've done it three times already. Don't do it again. This is the main event. It has to sell a pay per view. Yeah. Yeah. Are you gonna do a former? The pro- here's the thing: if Samoa Joe didn't have that TV title, he'd be the obvious choice. So let me let me look up a list of former Ring of oh, Honor champions. It's gonna be Nigel McGuinness. Um, I mean, well, I, I mean, that's not a bad be, idea if it's possible. <laughs> if it's possible, I, I announced um, it won't be Adam Cole. I'm thinking of all the former NXT. Here, uh, I got Seth Rollins. I got it right in front of me. <laughs> okay, so we got low key. No, no. Please no. Uh, Xavier, that one's gonna be hard. Uh, that one's gonna be hard to do. That's tough. That's tough. tough. That's a tough one. Samoa Joe. 
Probably I, not. As probably I said, not. If, it, if he wasn't holding the TV title, it would probably be him. Probably not. Austin Aries? <laughs> nope. CM Punk? I'm good. Ah! Nope. Uh, James Gibson, a.k.a. Jamie Noble? Nope. Nope. I think he still works for WWE. Uh, Brian does. Brian Danielson? No, we don't think it will be that. Uh, Homicide? That's not a good pay-per-view main event, though. That's a good TV match. That's a good TV match, I think. It's a good rampage. That's a good <laughs> live rampage match. Uh, Takesha Morishima? That would be nuts. <laughs> that would he he tried to return the ring in 2018 against Ricky Joshu, and then it didn't work out. Uh, so probably not. not. <laughs> probably not. Nigel right, McGuinness cooking here. Nigel McGuinness. Nigel McGuinness. It's an interesting one. If he can actually still go, if he can do it, he's he's been not. You know, we've seen we've seen bigger. You know, a lot of you know big returns out of nowhere returns this year. Yeah. So, I I wonder when they do the Christopher Daniels match. That's another option. I don't think I I don't I don't consider it a TV match. I mean, I, no, no, back up. I don't consider it a pay per view match. More of a TV match. Um, mostly because they're both 50 years old. Mm-hmm. That's true. But Christopher Daniels, he has some, he has like, he's, here's something about it. Something about it. Something about it. It's like, I could see them do that. Here's an interesting one that they've already, they could tease, but they've already kind of did an angle that might be separate. Oh, uh, it's Jay Lethal, isn't it? No, no, I was going to say Jerry Lynn. Oh. Uh... Yeah, I don't know. That'd be a choice. That would be wild. <laughs> that would be, would wild. be. Uh, wild. Austin Aries again. Tyler Black, no. Uh, Roderick Strong. Why not? Roderick Strong. It won't be Roderick if he got If he can get released, <laughs> bring in Roderick Strong. <laughs> he, he tried. It's not happening. If you want to do some contract tampering, <laughs> Tony Khan, <laughs> get Roderick Strong. Uh, Eddie Edwards. Uh, probably not. Probably not. That could be. That would be interesting, maybe, but probably not. Uh, It'd be interesting, but probably not. Davy Richards. <laughs> That'd be cool. I don't think. I don't think that's a good main event, but uh, that's a no. good. That's a good TV match bit. Not that it's jumping off the page here as a main event. Yeah. All right, here we go. Kevin Steen. Except no. for Nigel. Nigel's the one. Uh, no, it won't be Kevin Steen. No, for obvious reasons, that would be like the one. Yeah. Story there. Yeah. Uh, Damn, Jay, Jay Briscoe. Jay Briscoe? No. no, no, no. Uh, Maybe. I don't think so. Probably though. not. Probably not. But they'll get. They'll have a match though. All right, well, They're signed. People forget that. We'll fast forward here. Uh, uh, well, not fast forward, but I'm gonna go a little faster. Adam Cole. No. If if he can return, I think that is a solid main event though. It's definitely a solid main event, but no. Uh, Michael Logan? No, he's busy doing comedy. Uh. <laughs> Jay- yeah, it's called his wrestling career. Well, no, that's over. He is legit actually doing comedy. Now. No, I know, I know. Uh, Jay Lethal. Ugh, that's going to be the one. I'm going to be so upset. That's possible. I mean, they're both heels, though. I don't know. It's, well, yeah, he keeps going back and forth if he wants to be a heel or not. But, man, Jay Lethal would be so lame. <laughs> Kyle O'Reilly. Probably not. No. Uh, Christopher Daniels. We already talked about him. Uh, Cody, that would be awesome. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I would love if it was Cody. Dal- I miss Cody so much. Dalton Castle, we already saw. Uh, 
uh, Jay Lethal, Matt Taven. I'm in for it, baby. <laughs> he's going to win tag titles. Yeah, he's already he's in tag titles. Uh, Roosh? Roosh. It won't be Roosh. It should be Roosh. That's... Roosh doesn't give a shit about that title. No. <laughs> he never did when he had it. Good TV. Good TV match. Good TV match, Roosh. Uh, um, it, it just doesn't make sense because they're both heels. <laughs> I know. Uh, maybe do Roosh and like someone else as a face. I don't know who that would if be. If they kept down the story they were going, the obvious answer was Daniel Garcia. Yeah, I agree. But then you know, and then maybe you do that. Maybe you do Daniel Garcia. Um, they could do Claudio rematch. Yeah, they also have Bandito, which we already saw. Gresham would be wild, and Claudio. They could do a Claudio rematch as well. They could they could easily do a Claudio rematch. I could see Claudio. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. It, it's this is as much of a toss up. Like we predicted everything else, all the average ass titles. But we can't predict this one. I, I I think it's I think I like I I I'm weirdly circling a lot of injured guys. <laughs> I'm like yeah, weirdly circling Nigel McGuinness and Adam Cole and, and maybe Jerry Lynn. <laughs> Just being like, maybe. Here's maybe. one. Uh, he's hurt now. I was thinking Hangman. Eh, never world champion, he but never maybe. got to win it. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe win and win the, win the Ring of Honor title from Jericho. Yeah. A guy another he couldn't choice, beat. Mm, the another world choice title. I have with Eddie Kingston. Mm-hmm. If they don't want to put the AEW world title on him, but that's not the story they're going with, clearly. No, so, yeah. They're already setting up a Pac. Uh, him. Uh, by the way, crazy that El Generico never got the belt. That's fucked. Uh, you know, so, it's okay. Some people just never win the belt. Okay. You know? Well, El Generico is great. He should have won the belt. Anyways, uh, more Jungle news. Jungle Boy. It's Jungle Boy. We've already almost spent an hour on the news bits, so I'm going to grow very quickly here. So, uh, Voices of Wrestling posted uh, news uh, about Carl Anderson, the Carl Anderson, and never openweight title situation Ricky in New Japan. Starks. Sorry. Ooh, Ricky Starks is good. Uh, so, uh, they said in the report about Carl Anderson and the New Japan title never title situation, as previously reported by multiple outlets, Anderson along with Doc Gallis have been working with New Japan without a contract and reappeared with WWE on the October 10th edition of Monday Night Raw. According to a New Japan source, this was not a situation where Anderson or Gallows blindsided the company, as New Japan were well aware the pair were in ongoing negotiations with WWE, and when a deal was struck, they immediately informed New Japan office of all known WWE dates they were booked for. The key here is that New Japan was aware Anderson wouldn't be available for the November 5th Osaka date before the card was announced. Anderson defending the Never Open Week title against Hikaleo was always the plan. Someone, believed to be Anderson, but they have not verified that, pitched announcing the match anyway, knowing full well Anderson wouldn't be making the date. Then, turning the entire thing into almost a Brock Lenzer-esque stealing the title storyline with the idea that Anderson is ducking Hikaleo with the company furious and fearing he's going to take the championship to WWE and never return. Uh, they don't know when the match would happen. That seems like they still are planning to have the match happening. Um, a voice of wrestling's, you know, their best guess is there's a December 14th Sendai show they could do it at. But if they want to continue the bright lights gimmick with Carl Anderson, maybe the, there is no bigger, bright, lighter, bigger, bigger, light, brighter than wrestle kingdom. So that is the whole gimmick there. 
with Carl Anderson and New Japan. How do you feel about that storyline? I'll say it now, uh, happening with New Japan. Oh, it's the dumbest shit in wrestling. It is the dumbest story. It is the dumbest news thing. I couldn't care less because the match of question is Carl Anderson versus Hikaleo. Who cares? Who <laughs> cares if this doesn't happen? This isn't Okada. I this couldn't isn't a, give a shit less. This isn't Okada Naito we're fighting over. <laughs> right. It's like, who cares you do you realize the match that you're like oh my god i can't believe it's not happening it's carl anderson a guy who lived off of one match his entire career otherwise has been an average at best tag team wrestler but guess what mostly a below average who gets paid a lot of money to be shite versus hikaleo who isn't good Who's really just coming, like just emerging in the, in the yeah. main roster scene? Yeah, here here was the best thing I could say about Hikaleo. He's not almost. Congratulations, you're not almost. You're a lot better than almost. You can move, so that's a good start. But like, he's not Fale. He's not Fale for sure too. He's not Fale. He's Sorry. better than Fale. Yeah, he's not better than Braun Strowman. So that take that for what you will. Uh this. This it all sucks. Who who cares? Like I I have the hardest time at caring about all this because I look at the match. I'm like I don't even want to see the match. I was never gonna watch the match to begin with. And if they put it on Wrestle Kingdom, ugh, what a waste of time! It's a one night Wrestle Kingdom. You gotta be packing the house. You gotta have, you know, you gotta have your old school, you know, Ishi and Shibata match for that title. You don't you don't want Hikaleo and Carl Anderson. What are you doing, New Japan? What are you doing? Like, I'm going to say, you're lucky Stardom saving your ass for <laughs> that pay-per-view because they actually gave a main event worth watching. Otherwise, your average asses would probably put Carl Anderson and Hikaleo on that show. I'm so sick of, like, New Japan's really angering me right now. Like, this is so dumb. It's so dumb. Who cares? It's Carl Anderson. That all being said, of course, uh, they could always strip the title off of Carl Anderson and then do That's Hikaleo. That's the dream scenario. Hikaleo versus somebody else if they still want to do Hikaleo. That's um, still bad. That's still bad. Hikaleo's still getting a match, but whatever. You can do like Hikaleo versus Juice, you know, as a Bullet Club representative. That's an idea. Sure, man. <laughs> I don't know. Who cares? It's how do you feel about also that of the never open weight title being absolute nothing? No, no, no. About the idea of how do you feel about WWE's practice of you can't finish your assuming that's what they might do here. You can't finish your uh, your your booked dates. You have to stop everything you're doing and work for us. I mean, they haven't they haven't they've been just a company. Mm -hmm. Like, Think about it this way. If you got a new job. And you had to leave your company, right? You got to give a two-week notice, probably, right? Mm -hmm. Most people do. Mm -hmm. You don't always have to, but you usually do. You try to. Right. Um, and for their stories, they needed, God forbid, they needed the Good Brothers there ASAP, you know, because sweet Saudi money couldn't go on without them. Uh, 
well, they couldn't go out without sweet Saudi money. Let's be honest. Um, I think that's also a big part of this story that no one's yeah, acknowledging so like, is that to me, that's the biggest thing. It's like they just want the payday. This is like we can blame WWE all we want, but they this is why they wrestle. They don't wrestle any other reason. To be fair, most probably shouldn't, but I appreciate the people that do wrestle because they like this. Uh, but that's what they care about. And guess what? They're not going to get a bigger payday at Wrestle Kingdom, unfortunately, than they are at Saudi Arabia for Crown Jewel. It's a screwed up mindset, but that is the mindset they live by. And that's just the truth. Well, I, my big story there as well is that I think is over slightly being overlooked is it's, you know, I understand going for the payday. You know, we got brought Shawn Michaels out of retirement to do so. But it's Ugh. it's these guys that are doing all of this for the paid Saudi Arabia payday. Yes, yeah. we know we know yes, but we know they like the money, but it's these guys, Carl Gallows and Anderson, who are some of the biggest outspoken people about the plane tri- ride from Saudi Arabia that didn't happen. And they were the ones tweeting out, Oh, I'm gonna die on the plane and all this stuff, and then you know, the wife getting the wife all worried and all these things. They were seemingly the biggest proponents of that. They were seemingly at some point involved in a lawsuit about it, uh, allegedly. And they are now not only returning to WWE to get the paycheck, but to get the Saudi paycheck to go back to the the country that started them wanting to leave the company seemingly in the first place. It's that's what it's so what the fuck that doesn't make any sense. You know, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. Uh, Also, this would be the first Saudi show of no Vince. I want to see how that plays out. That that whole experience would be very interesting to see. Yeah. Um, How do I? I, I, It's so hard to so hard to care about the Good Brothers, man. Like the 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 feud they came back for. Was with they run down AJ Styles, who hasn't had a great hasn't had a great match since like 2020 in a warehouse, and the Judgment Day, which is like watching House of Torture, but somehow worse. Yeah, because House of Torture at least has good wrestlers. I, Plus, they have Evil. So. Dominic Mysterio, terrible, yeah, awful. You, wrestler. you can't tell me that um, Evil is worse than Dominic Mysterio. No, you can't. You're lying to yourself. You can't tell me Yujiro Takahashi's worse than Dominic Mysterio. Dominic Mysterio sucks. He is awful. You want to talk about a guy that should be in the Performance Center? That guy should be in the Performance Center. And uh, what's his name? Damian Priest? He's not all that good either. But I, I had a, a a hot take that I was... I don't have the evidence to back it up. I want to. I don't know if I should unveil a hot take. You don't need evidence or hot takes. Just okay. Just, just, just spew them out there. Drop it like it's hot. I feel like some of the performance center's best. The performance center doesn't really do a fantastic job with wrestlers, no. but they are some of. They are the performance WWE performance center is the premier place for celebrities to be great wrestlers. Oh yeah. You know, oh, yeah. <laughs> they're it's not a, not every wrestler coming out of performance center is good, but every celebrity that comes out of performance center is somehow amazing. It's like they probably care more about them. We'll leave it at that. Let's move on to AEW Dynamite Title Tuesday. This, of course, was a Tuesday night Dynamite. Got moved around because of sports. 
Uh, and they obviously had to take on a doubleheader of NXT and a bunch of other sports. Um, oh no, NXT. So they loaded up the show. Both NXT and AEW NXT loaded the show. Mean, I know NXT put like main roster stars on it, but can we can we stop acting like the main roster stars were like Roman Reigns? Like some people were like, "Whoa, this shows the drawing power." I was like, "Yes, the drawing power of Rhea Ripley." And an unannounced Shinsuke Nakamura and a talk show with Kevin Owens didn't bring in viewers. I'm I'm stunned. I'm stunned. The Good Brothers didn't bring in viewers. Stunned, baffled, shocked. Uh, it's yeah, almost like it's it, it's almost like not every wrestler in that company is a star. Yeah. Um, also, listen, I love Kevin Owens. I'm not tuning in for a talk show segment. That's fa- yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> if he was wrestling like. Ilya Dragunov, guess what? I probably would have tuned in, but he wasn't. So, do you think they should have brought in a Roman Reigns or someone like of that ilk? Well, they were definitely not bringing in Roman Reigns. Sure. Um, no, they don't have anyone else of that ilk. Yeah, I mean, they still grew in the demo and everything, and that's all good. But they still, uh, yeah. but the, the meme quality of they lost in the overall ratings. Well, to they lost because Riho's back, but that's fine. That's true. That's true. They, have, they don't have they don't have a Riho. They don't have a needle mover. Got they, it. No, they don't. If they put what? if they put Riho and the Bunny in a segment together, poof. they they didn't go they didn't go head to head for a year, pretty much. And the moment they do, Riho's back on TV. It's just uncanny. Do you think that was on purpose? Do you? I mean, do you think it was planned that like I, we have to we have to have Riho on? Yes and no. Like yes, that the moment she was there, they knew she probably had to be on the show because that's part of the fun. But no, like she had visa problems. She, she, like this would not have been her AEW return if she didn't have problems with that. That's true. But that's just the truth. Like she couldn't be there. Um, otherwise, she would have been wrestling in darks for like ages now, at least. Um, she wouldn't be inactive for an entire year, essentially, except for like JPW matches and then like the last time she was in AEW. That's true. Well, let's talk about Title Tuesday. So we open up the show with a trios tag team title match. The Death Triangle are able to defeat the team of Chuck Taylor, Trent Beretta, and the All-Atlantic champion, Orange Cassidy. What did you think of this match? Uh, that was great. Another great match between two two good trios. Um, fits exactly what I look for when they do these matches. That's why I like the trios titles. Because like, oh, I'm going to get a great match. Cool. That sounds good to me. Uh, we can move on from the feud now, please. I don't need to see Pac and Orange Cassidy anymore. Um, and that obviously follows with everyone else. I do like that we're teasing the dissension of the Death Triangle. Yeah. Because no, like if AAW needs single stars, you have three just sitting there. <laughs> just They've been sitting there since the moment you opened this company. They're all ready. Right, like mm-hmm. they're all ready to be single stars. Um, we're getting Penta versus John Moxley this week, of course, which very exciting. Hopefully, they actually let them, you know, do like Penta when he's great and not like Triple A Penta. Sarah Miedo seventy five thousand times. You yeah. know, it's like that's what I hope for. But uh, yeah, great match, great way to open the show. Yeah, I, I agree that you know the the feud obviously ended here. Uh, I liked that they. You know, Pack was teasing the hammer shot. Phoenix was like, "No, no, no, man, don't do that. We don't. You don't need to do that." And I would have loved if Penta grabbed him and did it. That because like Penta is like a great heel. <laughs> yeah, if he wants to be, 
but it's okay. I also like Phoenix as a heel because he's very like asshole. <laughs> he is, but he's also a great baby face. It's That's, like yeah, it's it's hot. It's tough. It's a good thing to be, I guess. And then yeah, we you know we we t- we started the dissension. Or not started, I would yeah, say, but tease, little yeah. tease here, and then going into the Eddie Kingston storyline, which was mm-hmm. also sort of a dissension storyline mm-hmm. or you know reunion of that. That also so is Pento very interesting. Like, you, you're kind of bitching. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's still my best friend. <laughs> he's still my best yeah, friend. He's still my best friend, but dude, you're kind of bitching. Um, next up, we had a tony storm defeated hikaru shida to retain the aew interim women's mm. championship the second match on the show when i saw this when i saw shida coming out i, was, I popped i was like yeah baby here we go yeah uh and then i yeah. thought we had a really good match here between the two uh i thought this was a really good match what did you think this off the top of my head this is either my favorite women's title match of the year in AEW. Or second, I can't think of them all. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was really good, really good. At, it wasn't really shocking to me. I kind of expected it to be really good. Yeah. Um, Tony has been excellent as champion. I I was the one to tweet out that Tony Storm is your NXT, not your NXT. Jesus, thank God, <laughs> thank God she isn't. Uh, <laughs> actually, no, that'd be great because Mandy Rose would be. But nonetheless. Oh, um, I think Mandros will still be actually. <laughs> we learned anything. Right. She is still the AEW, like she is the AEW Women's Champion. Mm-hmm. That it's her. Get get rid of the interim thing. Stop. She's been on the show every single week since she won this time. Not only on the show, but wrestling with the as champion, and she's been, and I said this exact, the best thing to happen to that title since Sheeta lost it in terms of just being a women's champion. Like, you're wrestling, you're just getting the job done. The matches, for the most part, have been good, if not really good, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Like The quality of the matches been have been way better. Yeah, I think she's been great. And I'm someone that, you know, was... I wasn't, I'm not down on Tony. I think she's a good wrestler, but I acknowledge, like, she's not this super duper you know like when we were talking about uh sasha banks for example Mm -hmm. like i was like she's not that level but she's a game changer in other ways for this division and it's proving to be so she is the she is the world champion and thunder rosa's even said she's fine if they just drop it like she doesn't care yeah you know she, she doesn't know how long she's out either and they can play that story when she gets back um i think you just drop the interim title she looked good Mm-hmm. She always looks good. Um, you know, she can not wrestle for how long and she'll be good. She's been wrestling. So that's the other thing. She stays active, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, it was nice to see Sheeta and her have a match like this. I thought they could have held off a full gear, but I see where they're going. Um, I'm happy that they weren't really overshadowed. I mean, I know stuff happened after, but they got their match through first. And that was nice. Yeah, post match, Jamie Hader and Rebel uh, came, you know, hit the ring with a crutch for a post match beat down. Where Baker made her entrance, right, you know, wearing a Steelers jersey and all that stuff. Uh, and then Soraya, of course, made the save. Her and Baker brawled to the outside. Hader and Rebel continued the beat down. So not a great save by Soraya, 
just more of a reason to beat up Britt Baker. But then it was someone that a true a true ratings mover, true needle true needle mover. Yeah, had someone to make that actually got cheers, unlike Soraya. Uh, had to make the stage, and it was Riho uh, making her final return. Her visa issues figured out, making the whole save. Uh, and dropping cross bodies to Jamie Hader on the outside. Poor girl has never done a run in her life. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. She she walked out there. Huge pop, by the way. Huge pop. People love Rio. I love Rio. Everyone loves Rio. Um, and she like stopped at the top. She's like, what? Do, do I run? Like, what, yeah. What, what, so what confused at what here? to do here. But by the, but once she got in there, she's kicking ass. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that, that cross body, like you said, was insane. Jamie sells those so well. Um, yeah, and you know, the best part is she's doing it in like a pink dress, so it's like, yeah, look at look at her, just kick your oh, and pigtails, <laughs> like she had, like she just had like the pure, like the pure look going on, yet she kicked everyone's ass. It was mm-hmm. great. Uh, backstage, we had a backstage interview of Renee Paquette and FTR saying that they want to go after uh, the AW tag titles finally, uh, for their eighth star. Uh, they're interrupted by Swerve in our glory, who said that they want to go after it, and that sets up a tag match next week: FTR versus Swerve in our glory. So, number one contenders, I should say. So, so do they add a star every time they have a title run? Uh, yeah. Oh, I, okay. I didn't know if it was like per like company title. I was like, well, they already won them. Yeah, that no. I guess they've won everything once. They haven't. They didn't win anything twice. Hmm. I gotta think about. I'm thinking about SmackDown. I was gonna say they could have Raw. Just I know they tossed the titles on them at one point. Yeah, I'm trying to think of SmackDown and Raw tag title reigns. I feel Ask like it's me only if ones. I'm looking. Are you I looking? Am. I am perfect. Uh, so I'm kind of like, I'm the one with. So I know like a lot of people kind of turn on FTR. Mm-hmm. Um, they held the Raw tag team titles twice. Okay. Okay. He also was 24 7 champion. Uh, anyways, <laughs> you're welcome for that. Um, but, like, I haven't been the one to sour on FTR because I recognize that I watch FTR for wrestling. I don't watch them to do promos and all this stuff. That being said, like, this, this weird, like, story they're doing with, like, them not being the AEW champions but having every other tag title in existence it's kind of weird but i'm happy we're going to the result now of okay they're gonna fight uh swerve in our glory mm-hmm. it's gonna be a great match it'll be a great match not worried about that one can't wait and then we'll go on from there whether it be and i think i think we're going to uh, swerve in our glory wrestling each other yeah. full gear that's and then you get ftr versus the acclaimed and if i don't i, I wouldn't turn ftr i think that's important i wouldn't turn them mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know about you but like i know some people have soured on them but overall their reactions are still huge yeah when they show up helps to have a great theme song I would um, I would have them win that match at full gear. I would too. Yeah, but that's the thing. Then they might start turning. Yeah, I think people... if you beat the acclaimed. Yes, but the acclaimed aren't built for a long title. 
I completely agree. I completely agree. They, it's it's an Adam Page I'd situation. It's you know give them solid runs, but they don't necessarily <laughs> need. A lot shorter, that's true. They don't they don't need a long run. They yeah. perfectly serve. They're they're just as hot. They they are you know they're the the new age outlaws. They don't they don't need a long title reign. Just give them the titles a bunch. You know it's right. They're fine with. They're them. they're they're kind of there for the chase. They're you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. now that they're champions, it's like all right, cool, good for you guys. Um, yeah. We wanted to see them win the titles. We didn't see the want to see them have a reign. <laughs> I mean, I personally didn't. I think FTR, you put the titles on them. You know, they do the thing with the OGK. They beat them. Yep. Or don't. I don't really care. They probably beat them. Yeah. Um, and then by the time Revolution comes, mm-hmm. you could consider them in the Bucks again. You could consider... I know that's a big money match. You still have to pay off eventually, but you mm-hmm. can do that whenever. Um, there's so many tag teams in this company. Like it's not it's not a question. Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh yeah, I think I think that's the move of FDR. I think I think you're completely right in that that prediction of what will what their the plan is with them. Yeah, yeah I think it's just and I think the other thing is that people forget is that like you know people are all getting worked in is like why aren't they wrestling? Why aren't they wrestling? We also remember like you know Dax was like working through an injury at one point. Remember that whole big shoulder thing strap he had on him? That's gone now, so I guess he's healed up. Now they're putting him in wrestling matches. So I think that's also the idea that people forget is you know they were kind of injured a little bit, so they healed up. That's why their law of the summer happened. Now they're back, uh, and they've and they're kind of maybe they're using that as you sort of surmise as we maybe surmise, maybe if they want to they can turn that heel if they want to, yeah. but they have the option which is good. Yeah. For, I won't talk about this again, but uh, Eminasi Open was uh, my number two tag match of the year. Ah, uh, yeah, I, I won five stars as well. I'm in between. I'm, I'm, I got some thinking about him. I didn't go five stars. Really? really? I was right. Th- I only have two five star ratings this year. I think I have four. I think I have four. I think with my head. I know the first. I know. Well, I know three of them. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the third. I'm trying to think of the fourth one. Um, let's see. Let's... I don't know. There's been a lot of great wrestling this year. Oh it's yeah, it's it's a to... it's a match you specifically would be like, man. I don't think you would think it would be a five star match. So what do you think? Of, what do you think the three of them? Are? No, 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 no. Oh, so we so we have the we have Royal Quest Aussie Open versus FTR. Yeah, Briscoe Briscoe's FTR. Do you have so, uh, Osprey and Okada. Uh, G1 Climax Final. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and this is the one that was also five star for me. New Japan Cup Night Three First Round Match, Shingo oh, Takagi Shingo. versus Tomohiro Ishii. Oh yeah, that was a great match. Yeah. But that might be four. <laughs> that might be fourth on that list. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, good, good problem there. <laughs> I agree. Um, I was not eh on that match, by the way. It was, it was excellent. <laughs> oh yeah, um, a long let- time ago. Oof. Yeah, it was March or something. Um, so let's move on to the next bit, which was uh, Tony Giovanni in the ring with William Regal. Um, uh. Before William Regal can talk, MJF comes out. MJF informs us, uh, the audience, and Regal about a story of his where when he was 19 in training, he got extra work in WWE. Uh, he got uh, tryout matches. Regal loved what he saw, apparently, uh, and told him that uh, to send tapes to Regal so that he can, you know, watch him grow as a talent. MJF did that. And then week three 
was like, stop bothering me uh, from William Regal. Uh, William Regal said that, you know, he was in the industry even younger uh, and saying that he did all that to light a fire under MJF. Sort of a, you know, you're welcome promo from William Regal here. Um, you know, and but, you know, if you want to be a bad guy, if you want to do these things, then, you know, never touch Tony Schiavone uh, and all this stuff. But, you know, no, basically telling MJF that he should not take shortcuts Hiring people, do his dirty work, using the diamond ring, all that stuff. If you want to be the devil, then do it right now. Uh, and he, you know, turned his back to MJF. MJF decided against it, uh, and that obviously led into the main event segment as well. There, but this promo segment, obviously, I'm not doing it justice completely because this promo segment was another all-time promo from MJF. Unbelievable, unbelievable what? stuff. What he does, and this is obvious, but he tells the story of his life, right? And he tells it in a way where you kind of hang on every word. You kind of, because because of his promos in the past, right? And, and, and I've been on this show before. And I have critiqued, and I have said, MJF does too much hanging fruit promos. He does too many, you know, kind of just trying to get reaction promos. When he's doing this, when he's doing something real, when he's telling a story, when he's not trying to, you know, make fun of Brian Pillman's dad, right? That's that. I, that was the feud I think that I was really touching that on. When he's being him right he's untouchable i separate american wrestling and like worldwide wrestling because american wrestling they are more on promos than any other company yes or any other part of the world yes so when i when i say this i mean specifically in america because of how important this is mjf is the best in the world in terms of, and I say in the world, but at least on American wrestling meaning, like American wrestling purposes, he is the best in America right now because he's a great in-ring wrestler, right? His match with Wheeler Yuta, the guy took months off, walked in the ring, and had a great match with Wheeler Yuta. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was having great matches before he walked away for a little bit. But no one touches him on the mic. No one. So the fact that he's able to do all that and tell the stories that he did on this show alone, right, of him being angry with William Regal and William Regal going right back at him. It's like, yeah, well, I have worse things happen to me, but it was to light a fire under you. That's what I wanted to see. Mm -hmm. Um, And call him a cheap guy. And, and turn his back and say, hit me, essentially. And, you know, MJF's unable to do it because he's like, I don't want to do it cheap. And then, okay, I'm, we just got to skip to the end. I'm sorry. We have to do it. It's part of the story. I agree. And and this was always going to happen. I know people were like, was this like, you know, always, it was always going to be this. It was just a matter of how they did it. Uh, with Hangman getting hurt, you had to pivot in some ways. Well, but this was... 
This how, this was planned. Yeah, this is how it's planned, right? The, you know, it's, it's a slight be pivot, but as a cash in instead, like a real cash, right? Because the match would have ended, Moxley would have won, mm-hmm. and then MJF would have been standing there thinking about cashing in, right? Yep. And then calling and then doing the exact same promo, calling back and saying, "You know what? I don't yeah. need to do a shortcut. Regal is right. I'm going to prove to him that I can yeah. do this without shortcuts." And, and the promo this was my favorite line of the night despite having that all-timer type promo him saying for one time in my life i'm gonna do it the right way or something like that i was like that was perfect that was perfect and now i think he has to lose or i'll I'll, or i'll say this cheat his ass off at the Mm pay-per-view to win the title it's the it's the the osprey thing with okada right Mm -hmm. awesome Osprey can't beat Okada, hasn't beat Okada without cheating. So, like, if you want to play that story, right? He ends up cheating. He got his title finally, but there's always that that thing in the back of his head. He's like, "Well, I didn't, I didn't do it." So when you go back to it down the line as a babyface, because guess what, guys, MJF's gonna be an incredible babyface. He pretty much already is, but I don't, I don't think they'll fully embrace it, even though I really want them to. You got to go two ways. Either he's losing, he's just outright losing, mm-hmm. which great story if you want to go, even though I want MJF to be champion already. Um, or, like you said, he cheats his ass off to win. Uh, there's no in between because you can see MJF flip that switch right back to being as heel as possible. Um, it's, it's masterful stuff. Is there an in between? I'm thinking of reactions, right? If he wins the title, Cheats to win yeah. the title. Is that a he? Will he be cheered or booed? Yeah, I mean, I'm going in the f- mindset of not the actual crowd, but like his character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, no, I know, I know. I but like, I'm, I'm if saying you that- have the W. You know how WWE in the back they have the run sheet of heels and baby faces. Yeah, he would still be on the heel side if he's cheating. I oh, I agree, I agree. But I'm saying that you know it's also. You know, you don't necessarily. If your reaction you're going for is booze, then will that elicit booze or will that elicit right. cheering? Especially how it's going. And I'm thinking like, is there a gray area? And I don't know if this is a good idea of yeah. cheating and still losing. And and then and then you have that proof of the cheating didn't work. You right. know, is that- that's a good way to go too. That's that's I think that's the excitement though of this main event. This is the most like We're, I know I've said it like the past three papers, <laughs> but this is this is now the most exciting main event they've had. This is the because MJF's that good. This is the the to steal a bit from Voice of Wrestling. This is the get into it moment of a main mm-hmm. event pay per view for it, it always comes at a certain point. Also, there's a, there's a certain point where you're like get into it. AEW's finally found their replacement for Cody Rhodes. It's MJF. Ooh, interesting. In as as every the heel or just the, the aspect of him? Like, there's just, like, any time I... And I know some people got sick of uh, C- Cody, and I don't think it's going to happen to MJF. But just that guy that you kind of have to see what he's doing every week, right? And kind of the guy that if he loses and say he goes into that match and loses clean 
it's kind of reminiscent of Cody losing to Jericho. You're not going to have a guy thrown in the towel like MJF did, but it's going to have that feeling with the crowd that I think people are going to be upset if MJF loses. And you kind of needed that baby face that is good at both things like Cody was. Um, I don't know. I feel like you haven't had that since Cody left, even though Cody did nothing for like a year. You didn't have that, right? Um, he feels like the replacement for Cody while also just being his own thing. Well, that makes sense. Let's carry that thought th- further. Cody never winning the world title. Do you think MGF is ever? Do you think MGF will never yeah. win the world title? Yeah, I think he's winning the world title. Well, Cody booked himself into an idiotic. I know, plan. but my point is, is that does MGF need the world title? Him as a character, does he need it? No, and that's that's the thing why he's like Cody. Yeah. But he should have it. Like, yeah. which which, that's all, which was also the thing people <laughs> people were also saying that about Cody is that he yeah. should have it though. Right. See, we're having this conversation. I thought about that after this show. I was like, man, he's kind of getting that Cody feel to me. When Cody was red hot at the beginning, mm-hmm. you know the the time that people forget that Cody was untouchable. Yeah. Cody was the guy in AEW. Uh, he feels like that right now. Yeah. And that's still like that's still the hottest baby face besides maybe CM Punk. Yeah. That AEW's had. Yeah. They're in a good position, man. They're in a good position with no yeah. punk or elite. They're in a good position. Um, backstage promo or backstage interview vid- video with Brian Danielson and Wheeler Yuta. We sort of already talked about this, but it was the idea of Danielson really speaking high of Daniel Garcia and Wheeler, Wheeler, and Wheeler Yuta getting sort of offended by that. Wheeler. Um, the, getting offended by like, you know, you're, you're giving all this praise to Daniel Garcia, but like, what am I, chopped liver? Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, not only that, but also sneaked in that he's like, oh yeah, Claudio agrees with me. Um, so that's an interesting <laughs> angle as I well. Like that story. So uh, I think they're doing Danielson and Wheeler, possibly a full gear, kind of like a prove it type thing, mm-hmm. which is great because you know someone made a great point the other day with a tweet. I didn't really, I don't remember who it was, so I, I apologize. Um, Brian Danielson doesn't have a signature pay per view match. In AEW or just in WWE? Or in AEW, not in... I was about to say, he has the main event in WrestleMania. <laughs> he has plenty in WWE, actually. But as Brian Danielson in AEW, like, I don't count Anarchy in the arena because that was That's, chaos. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was Anarchy. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. I... He just doesn't have one. He has exciting ones that you go into. So think about the first one. It was against Rusev. Sorry, sorry, what's his name? Miro. Yep. Miro. Where's that, that guy? That was good, but it wasn't like wasn't wasn't what you expect. Wasn't fitting of what he was doing during that time, let alone, right? Like it just didn't touch that. So mm-hmm. yeah, Miro. You've had John Moxley. Which, which that was, was good. Great. That one was great. That, that was probably his best. Yeah. That was great. But was it the match of the night great? Was it that like I still think he's had greater matches than that. It wasn't he had anarchy in the arena. It wasn't the it's it's not like a all timer match. It was like this right. was a great match, but it wasn't necessarily an all timer. Yeah, yeah. The anarchy in the arena. You had the bust of a match against Jericho, which was just not good. Mm-hmm. And that's it. 
I'm, I'm double checking on cage match as well, but I think you are right and all that stuff that not a lot of he has more stuff. matches I remember from TV. Like his best match in my opinion is the one with Garcia. Yeah. The two, out of, the two out of three falls. Yeah, that one. That might that's one of my favorite A that might be my favorite AEW match of the year. Um, which is like that's the funny thing though. I'm sitting here and I'm like, yeah, Brian Danielson. If it's not that, it's the hangman match from earlier this year. And neither of them happened on pay-per-view. It's like weird. But that's a good thing. Like, right? I mean Yeah, it's a good thing. You have now you have you have But I want the signature match. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. But you it's but you can have a signature match on TV as well. Him and Utes bleeding in the middle of the ring. That'd be good. Uh, yeah, you I can, can feel it. You you can have a signature match as well. That is totally fine. Uh, but I'm just anything on TV is great. So yeah, like, I think it's I good. Yeah, I think it's good to have Brian Danielson, and that's the. But that's also the other thing about Brian Danielson's character is that he loses all of his big matches, mm. so he doesn't win pay per views. So why have him? Why have him right. lose at pay per views constantly when he'll just win at TV yeah. all the time and have great matches? And I think that's the idea, and that's what they're booking him around. Now maybe he turns heel, jo- joins JAS or whatever. Uh, <laughs> blow your blow your mind. And uh, he was a sports entertainer. So maybe you know, maybe he does all that. Maybe he comes out and he's uh, Brian Brian D, and he has a surfboard and he's a dude with attitude. I, uh, I am hoping that it's him and Utes. That'd uh, be a good idea. That'd be interesting. Uh, speaking about Ring of Honor, Chris Jericho defeats Dalton Castle in Ring of Honor World Championship match. I thought this match was pretty good. I thought you know it was fun. Uh, nothing too fantastical, crazy. I think from this match trying to keep the show going so i mean did you have any quick thoughts about this Dalton castle would be a key player if he didn't hurt his back i 100 percent agree with that 100 percent agree with that um sure. post-match jericho tries to beat down uh ian riccoboni uh but then uh people... i was getting angry you're about don't, ian don't touch ian yeah i agree i don't, don't, don't touch ian. Ian. and then jerry lynn make the save uh until he was tombstone on a chair so or on the belt so good luck jerry um what terrible what are you what are you soraya with these sort of saves you gotta do better at this guy guys i like not every save being a good save um it's just funny to me um uh we get the main event john moxley versus hangman adam page for AEW world title match so this match very very yeah, good talk about the match. very very i thought it was a very good match obviously up until the end about soured by the soured by the ending i think 15 minutes or so before the, even the show was over uh hangman page took a running lariat uh you know did the spinning you know lariat basically landed on his head uh and he was reported to have a concussion he went to the hospital shortly afterwards uh, he had to get stretchered out but apparently he's in good spirits he's healing well he's just got a concussion so hopefully it's not a bad concussion that's My the thing God, about concussions it. it can be months years days so we have no idea when he'll be back i mean look at adam cole adam cole is a concussion that's how many he has had yeah that's true in his life that's also um, true and who the heck knows about that but adam cole is you know he's been gone since june and you know who we have no signs well maybe we do have signs with uh you know ring of honor needing a main event uh also teasing yeah things. maybe the kingdom maybe the kingdom with adam cole he needs, Dude, he needs some cronies this, but i miss adam cole i know i know like some people just weren't in on him, but I do miss Adam Cole. Yeah, that's I get you. I get you. Uh, yeah, I think and, I think him in the kingdom would be so entertaining. I think that is just It'd the different. I think that's just the reinvigoration that he needs. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. They, they, they just 
they just redid the undisputed era. Yeah, yeah. I I, I was old. I was no that's what I was old on. I was old on it. Uh, but then yeah, the main event. I like I said, I think it was a very good match up until obviously the end, yeah. and then they we already talked about the post match as well. But it's disappointing. I'm glad to hear that he's healthy. I mean, it could have been obviously been way worse that bump. He could have broken his neck or something. I've never been so happy to not watch AEW live. <laughs> Because, like, I watched that. I was like, oh, Jesus. And I, I looked quickly, and they already had the thing out on AEW, like, the um, the message about his condition. I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah. I was like, I, was like I, I couldn't be happier that I didn't watch this live. Yeah, it, that could have been really bad. And I'm, we're glad to hear, of course, that Adam Page is feeling better. Hopefully he can return soon. And they got a beautiful built-in story that yeah. it fits per- it's per- perfectly booked. Of just like, you know, you, you can go right into it. They go right into it. It yeah. works perfectly. So, excited to see coming, it. If Moxley retains. If Moxley retains. Big if. Yeah. Yeah. Big we'll, if. We'll see. Big MJF. Um, let's move on to NXT's Halloween Havoc. Scotty, how much of this show did you see? I saw ah, too much. <laughs> I, you did say earlier that you took a nap. <laughs> yeah. So, I didn't want to sleep through the uh julius creed match but they they did something so unforgivable that i just said all right taking a nap not doing this anymore they did something with shotzi and lash legend and quincy elliott and i was like i'm done i'm going to sleep i only slept for 40 minutes but i missed two matches well, let's uh, let's get to it. I don't watch the main and the semi-main, so I'll walk you the through show it here. Sucks, man. So we open up the show, of course, of Chucky. <laughs> of course, of course. Who else? <laughs> Who else? When we open the Who show? Who else but a fake doll? <laughs> That's like if I opened up like an AEW Dynamite review and said, "Of course, we opened the show with Rick and Morty." Uh, moving right along. We did that once, actually. We opened up. No, we didn't open up AEW with Rick and Morty. We I don't think they were on screen as characters. Didn't they all wear masks or they, something. They were, that was a match, not the first match. I'm saying if the characters Rick Sanchez and Morty Smith showed up on television, that's fair. I thought they had a. I thought they had like a. I thought someone wrote a segment. I thought maybe not dream. I think you're you're having dreams. Uh, but the first match was the North American title ladder match. The multi-man, Oro Mensa, Wesley, Carmelo Hayes, Nathan Frazier, and Von Wagner. Talk to me about this match. Oh, this was really good. This was actually really good. Um, lots of creativity, which is hard to do now. Um, you just kind of had a bunch of guys out there that were trying to prove something, which is nice. You know, when you have ladder matches on the main roster, sometimes you kind of realize you're just setting up for the spots. Mm-hmm. Um it was clunky at times because you have five guys that haven't done ladder matches probably in their career. Like Nathan Frazier was great, but at the same time, you could tell he was a little hesitant on certain things. Uh, Von Wagner almost killed someone in the front row with a ladder. Wait, um, he almost killed someone in the commentary booth with a person. <laughs> yeah, when he when he chucked Wesley, I was really sad because I want Wesley to win. As you remember last week, I said Wesley's winning. Um that's true. Another victory lap for old Scotty Edwards. Just saying. Just saying. Said Wesley would win. Um, but yeah, a lot of a lot of cool stuff that I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, good action. 
Oral Mensa's pretty good. All right. Learn that. Learn that. Nathan Frazier's like, he's going to be special for them if they want him to be, which big if. You never really know with this company. Um, Carmelo's great. Vaughn Wagner was there a little too much. Um, he's he's kind of bad. He's he's bad. He offers nothing. Yeah, you know what? I found a guy that Hikaleo's better than again. He's better than Vaughn Wagner as well. Congratulations, Hikaleo. Um, <laughs> but Wesley winning was great. It was really great. It was a really good feel good moment because you know he had the legs cut from under him last year. Last year? This year? This year? This year, I think. When did Zach? I think, was, I think it was this year. I think it was this year. Yeah. So like he had that, had those legs cut from under him. You kind of felt like he may not make it. Like he could be cut eventually. And now he's a singles champ, and it, everyone was happy for him on Twitter, which was really cool. Like everyone in wrestling, you saw Zachary Wentz say, "That's my best friend," which you know you kind of get emotional because that's like, oh, that's cool. Like you know, he was watching for him. Um, so I'm happy for Wesley. I think he can have a good reign. He's a very good wrestler. They've made him a good baby face. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And I think that's, I think I'm excited for it. I think that I'm him really him and, uh, Axiom. Yes. It's going to be great. <laughs> I'm excited. Um, a kid, by the way. right along down the stretch here. Uh, we then had, um, I mean, do we want to talk about the the haunted mansion? No, bullshit? no, I don't. I don't want to talk about it. It was awful, man. It was so bad. This is when so literally, so you open up with the hot ladder match, and then you go to this, the hot garbage, and from here until like pretty much the main event, it was just a lot of bad. So we talked about this before the show started, but. This is 100% a rehash of the Dexter Loomis, Johnny Gargano booking monster mash Halloween bullshit from which I also hated from two years ago. Mm, that think, was that was better because Dexter Loomis is that character. That was the one that had zombies in it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. The zombie ref that like stick stuck around for like a few shows. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that was. They're they're rehashing a bit from two years ago. Chucky was in this one though. He he was. Jo- Gigi Dolene had the hots for Chucky. She had the hots for Chucky. She seemed like she was interested in Chucky. I don't like that. I don't like that one bit. <laughs> I didn't say it was a good thing. Gigi Gigi Dolene is um, an interesting an interesting cat. She also had the hots for Darby Allen. So. Well, she had. I guess she had the hot. Well, doesn't she also? Isn't she currently dating? Um, not not Wesley, the other one, Zachary Wentz. Yeah. Last time I knew, yes. That last last time I checked. Last <laughs> time I gave a and shit, I'm, and oh, I'm con- wait, I never did. And I'm constantly Damn. checking around on the surf oh, surf yeah. web. Really, I really care what these people's personal lives are. Uh, um, next match was Apollo Cruz versus Grayson Waller. We this is sp- fucking. Terrible. We spun the wheel. We awful made, professional wrestling. We spun the wheel, made the deal, it landed on casket. Actually, match. it was the wrestling. Like when they actually wrestled, it wasn't bad. But Apollo Cruz became the Undertaker. He was sitting in a broken casket. The lights went out. 
he was standing at the top of the ramp calling out for another casket. And I was like, what? Match match was bad. I don't like that again. I'm, <laughs> I can't wait to watch it. <laughs> I'm giving you the quick reviews because one, I know we're short on time and two, I don't want to talk about the show. <laughs> that's that's as much as he got for it. Yeah, um, without, yeah, that's fine. I, it's good. disappointing to also hear that because, you know, it's like, could have been a good match if it was a normal match. It, it's the thing about NXT is that they, or about WWE in general, is that they hamper great wrestlers by putting them in dumb stipulations and dumb storyline bits. Grayson Waller yeah. is really solid. Apollo Crews is a great wrestler, and we're doing this. Casket matches suck. We're doing <laughs> we're doing weird mysticism for Apollo Crews. We're doing a casket match. You know, it's not. I it, know they did spin the wheel, make a deal, but like, ugh, it's not good. Ugh. Not good. Um, next match, Cora Jade versus Roxanne Perez. It was already spun. The wheel was already dealt. Uh, it was a weapons wild match, basically a street fight uh, between Cora Jade and Roxanne Perez. I know you were super excited about this match. How was it? Had its ups. Ooh. Had its downs. Ooh. Roxanne Perez is great. She she did she did the most she could. Um, I know some people hated this. It was one of the better core Jade matches I've seen, which isn't saying much. Um, Roxanne Perez is really good. She she did her best. Um, she won, so that's a win. It's a win for the win for the house. Um, someone made a great point to me the other day why she's probably not called up yet, and it's probably because she's not twenty one yet. You think? You think they'll they yeah, care about they, that? They don't take someone on tour that's full time that's younger than twenty one. I remember they did that with Paige too, and like the moment she turned twenty one, she was on the main roster. Mm. So that could be it. Because she's ready. She yeah. couldn't be more ready, actually. Yeah. yeah. Which is funny because she's also the youngest person on this roster. But she's more ready than pretty much everyone not named Tyler Bate and Ilya Dragonov. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I mean, they called her prod- prodigy for a reason. I mean, that's... Yeah, her butt said prodigy. <laughs> oh, on this show? Yeah, her, no, her her gear said prodigy, but it was on her butt. Oh. So. Well, maybe that maybe that's good. Maybe they're returning to a prodigy, prodigy or whatever. I can't even speak. Yeah, as long as she's not a video game player anymore. Remember that? I hated that. I did too. I uh, but she's great. Uh, the match was whatever. Uh, we come back uh, and Shotzi and is in Beetlejuice and uh, Lash Legends there, and we're just gonna skip all that. Just please do. Again, we want this show to be uh, more. Uh, we want this end. I just want to say it ended with Shotzi spanking Quincy Elliott. And again, Shawn Michaels <laughs> and the WWE brass would like Halloween Havoc to be more in line with NXT than the WCW, and that is what they're gonna do to realign that with. They don't have enough of they don't have the big pumpkin, so it'll never happen. <laughs> they don't have the big pumpkin. Just saying. Uh ambulance I'm match. Right. Ambulance match between Julius Creed and Damon Kemp. Neither of us watched this. Neither of us watched this. <laughs> I heard you, it was pretty good though. I, I, I heard it was I'm the re, the reviews I'm looking at right now are as oh, good man. as previous matches you saw. Uh, if you Oof. I, this person gave it a C plus, which is the same rating they gave Cora Jade and Roxanne. And All right. a little bit higher than Cruz and Waller. 
I did see I did see Damon Kemp swing a chair, and he looked he didn't look like a guy that would swing a chair. Um, it would have probably been really good if they didn't have a stipulation on it, which is something I felt like I said for all three of these matches. I so, feel like I feel like I just said that. <laughs> yeah, Cruz. Yeah, like yeah, stipulations are bad. Um, then we had uh, Mandy Rose and Alba Fire arriving to the show. We had the women's title match: Mandy Rose versus Alba I Fire. To this, I saw her win via uh, toxic attraction help, and I was like, "Wait a minute!" Yeah. Yes. The whole point of the Honda House yep. was for Alba Fire to get them away, mm-hmm. and they still did exactly the same thing. Mm-hmm. This title reign is the worst title reign that has happened in WWE. Yeah, it's... Um, Period. Like, know, we, we talked about how it's the rehash of the Gargano-Dexter-Loomis one. That, at the very least, the ending of that match was they unveiled a ghost screen creature to be Austin Theory, right? Ah, uh, yes. And and left everyone else at the haunted house. Here, they just for they just got rid of that, just brought everyone back for the haunted house. So ah, uh, yes. I don't know what we're doing, but whatever. <laughs> you know, it's just whatever. I, whatever. Wrestling can be bad and they are bad. It wasn't a good match. It was like aggressively fine. Uh, it was disappointing, really, with Alba Fire in there. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Someone, I, I think it was Bix. <laughs> this is all alleged. I think it was like Bix tweeted out something saying that, like, is is Man- Mandy Rose now on the main roster because of her vaccine status? Is that what it is? That was uh, allegedly. Rover, allegedly. I think. Was it Rover? No. That's, Rovert. That's very Rovert, funny. Rovert, I think. Uh, Ro- yeah. Rove. Is that what it is? Ro- maybe more French with it. Um, main event. Bad. Main event. Triple threat match. Braun Breaker defending the title against JD McGunna, McDonough, and Ilya Dragunov. The NXT title, of course. Uh, this match is getting a lot of praise. This match currently has a, a last I saw it, and you know it's early, early readouts for a cage match, so it'll probably go down a little bit as the day goes on. But early readouts for this match on a uh, cage match is a nine point one six, which is about a four and a half stars. Uh, do you agree with that sentiment from Cage Match? A little high. It's a little high. Um, I thought it was a great match. That was the best match of the night. Uh, Ilya Dragunov should be in the Brutes division, as I called it, which is the Sheamus and Guta division. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Jamie, the, the, what's his name? JD McDonald, Google me, as Kevin Owens called him. Correct. Uh, he was good in this match. And Braun Breaker was good in this match. It was really good. It was uh, very good, I'd even say. Uh, best match of the night. Um, not that good. Not 9.1. Um, but it was very good. Yeah, no. Uh, I thought this match was pretty good. I, I definitely they did not. They pinned Dragonov, though. So. They did. They did pin Dragonov. I did not agree with this match being a four and a half stars. <laughs> That's a little high. I went. Th- I think I went three and a half. Oh, I went three and a quarter. Um. Wow. I wasn't too high on this match. I thought it was perfectly okay. I thought it was. It was slow. very NXT. It was very NXT, and it was also. I, I've been on the show before, and I talked about what my ideal triple threat <laughs> match is. Uh, you probably would have liked it more if you had to watch the rest of the show. Maybe it was the first <laughs> match I watched, so maybe it was like maybe there's part of it there, but it was. I talked about before what my ideal triple threat match is, and it's 
quick, fast-paced action. This was slow, yeah. methodical movements. You know, the classic WWE-isms of throwing someone to the outside to beat down someone else. A lot of pointing uh, and talking. A lot of shuffling our feet. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Ilya and JD stuff was good, obviously, because, you know, they're they're weirdly right now just pushing a lot of the NXT UK guys. Um, not Tyler Bate, though. Not Tyler Bate. Don't know where he went. Um, oh, maybe, maybe he was the skeleton zombie guy at the haunted house. Um, Scrambles or whatever his name was. Um, yeah, no, it's it's, it's it's disappointing. I I was not into this at all. And I, I if you know if you were into it and that's your bag, that's fine. It's just you know I've spoken about like I like if it's a triple threat, I want people moving and grooving. I don't want fast twenty three minute triple threat match. That is not fun for me as a triple threat you know let's i want to see let's let's move let's pick up the feet let's pick up the pace um i want to see hard-hitting yeah. action and that's yeah i don't want to see i get it i don't want to see three guys moving slowly <laughs> come on i thought i thought it picked up um halfway through that's it, fair. it was it was a built it it's weird how they do these matches because like like you said you'd expect high speed not high speed i want i want azame in there where are we can we i want to see azame yeah, I mean, sure. Um, <laughs> you expect a good pace, right? The whole time they kind of they do this weird thing where they kind of build it like an epic main event, but it's with three people, mm-hmm. so it's weird. Um, I enjoyed it, but at the same time, nine point whatever's way too high. Yeah, I completely agree. It's just it's a lot of. But it's it's. Uh, I thought it was very. I thought it was not the best match in NXT this year. Sure, one of the better ones I've seen. To oh. be fair, I can't think of many. So, I just saw it, and I don't count UK. I just saw a cursed graphic. Probably, I want to get your thoughts on it. I just saw a graphic that was advertising um, an upcoming. Friday night SmackDown match. I mean, I don't I just want to get your thoughts on this. Coming out of NXT, of course. This is a a, a trios match, a three-way, six-man match. Uh Legata del Fantasma, you know, you know, you got Santos Escobar, you got Mendoza, you got Joaquin Wild. Uh, and then they're against Hit Row, but Hit Row only has two people. So we got AJ Francis, we got uh Shante the Adonis, and we have a mystery guy. Coming out of NXT kind of concerned that they're putting Carmelo Hayes with Hit Row. Ooh. Well, it would definitely make them more entertaining, but Carmelo Hayes is better than that. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I don't... I don't like that. (laughs) I'm looking at that. Like, Like, I don't think... I think that would be a weird feud to put him in. Because it feels like Legato should be winning whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just gonna hope it's not. Yeah, it, it seems like they maybe they put in Legato to maybe showcase Carmelo Hayes more. Maybe that's the idea since they've already worked together. But well, it, Carmelo it may, Hayes is a star. And maybe maybe it's not Carmelo Hayes. Maybe it's maybe it's someone else. But, you know, maybe it's JD McDonough. Maybe it's yeah. you know <laughs> Hit Row. Uh, maybe, <laughs> By the way, maybe it's someone if else. It's JD McDonough with Hit Row. Man, I think I'll give them money just for how <laughs> funny that is. Let's move on to. New- I, 
Go ahead. Oh, by the way, I was trying to find my NXT match of the year. And um, I struggled. <laughs> Not including UK. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's probably. Oh, no. Oh, dear God. Um, might be. Uh, I don't remember any of these. Move on. Well, I was going to say uh, that that reminded me about how I see Braun Breaker as the three and a quarter star general. Um, of, yeah, it's not a bad spot from two years in. It's not year, a bad spot to him. I'm saying that of the 12 Braun Breaker matches I've seen this year, nine of them I gave three and a quarter stars. <laughs> How about that? It's pretty good for the Consistency. Consistency. It could be worse. It could be a lot worse. That's accurate. Um, accurate. I like Brad Breaker. Yeah, he still has ways to go, but it's getting there. Yeah. Let's talk about New Japan. Has a show this Friday and Saturday of two shows in New York City in the Palladium Times Square. The Rumble on 44th Street is happening this Saturday. Uh, but There's also going to be the Halloween show the night before Rumble on 44th Street. That show in particular is going to be a mystery show. Uh, you can get tickets for it and everything. Um, but also, uh, I think they're doing a special thing that if you show up in a Halloween costume, you'll get a little like, bonus sticker or whatever or something. So, yeah, show up in costume, show out. It's a mystery show. Who the heck knows what's going to happen? Um, you know, there's people on the posters, which have uh, been, t- you know. We're not talking about posters. We're not talking about posters. But, you know, there were people on the posters. We're not. Talking about the poster. Nothing's been announced for you know, anything, so we'll see. But let's talk about the stuff that Some is announced. Some of us might have got heat for the posters. <laughs> you didn't release the poster. That's what I said. <laughs> it's not your fault for releasing. I think that's fair game. You didn't release the poster. The poster's out there. But uh, yeah, well, moving on. Uh, Rumble uh, on Forty Fourth Street. Okay. We're good. Now. Happening, oh, is happening uh, October 28th? Oh, is it a Friday? Is it Friday, it's Thursday? Friday. It's Friday. Oh, sorry, the it night before Friday. is Thursday. Okay, my the apologies. The night before is a very weird Thursday show. Yes. Okay, so Thursday, night before, and Friday is Rumble on 44th Street. Uh, let's talk about Rumble on 44th Street. So we have currently one, two, three, four, five, five, I think, matches outlined here. Assuming we don't get more, let's see what we got. We have, of course, the return. We should be getting more. We, probably, we might be. Uh, we have the return of Clark Connors uh, to action following an injury, and he's going to go one-on-one against Minoru Suzuki. When's the last time Minoru Suzuki wrestled in New Japan? Hmm. You don't have to look it up. Just guess. Maybe like a G1 final, G1 Climax final show? Maybe. I don't know. He wrestled in all Japan and other places more recently. Yeah, he's been in he's been in the United States. It was, for a bit. by the way, a US New Japan show, I believe. That might be true. What well, was the last you you I don't remember. I'm gonna look it, I'm gonna look it up. Do you do you have a final guess? I'm gonna look it up. Uh, I believe it was I'm gonna stay with the US show. Uh, the U.S. New Japan show, whatever whatever the name of that show was. Yeah. Where is N? Okay, there it is. New Japan. There we go. Let's Strong see. showdown against Fred Yehi. Yehi. Yehi? Yeah. Yehi. That hasn't aired yet. 
Okay, so, perfect. So technically, we'll, I'm, technically, it is. Oh, he actually was. Uh, he's, on, he's on the Burning Spirit tour. tour. Yeah, he's on the Burning Spirit tour early this year. Who the hell knew. <laughs> No Not one watches me. the stores. Um, but yeah, so Suzuki versus Clark Connors. Uh, I'm very excited I to see the Jerry. That's right. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm very excited to see Clark Connors return in the ring. Obviously, I'm a big Clark Connors guy. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what he can do here when he's still wrestling. And not only that, but excited to see if he can sort of maintain that, you know, uh, uh, pop that he got from AEW. You know, and, and grow that even further. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. So I'm excited yeah, to see this match. Sure. Uh, next up is a guess who's going to eat the pin match. Uh, 30 minute time limit, strong open weight tag team title match, triple threat. Again, this is a uh, Mikey. This is a fun game. Uh, I said Mikey, Scotty. My apologies. I'm not Mikey. You're not Mikey, Scotty. My apologies. Sorry, I got a slack. So sad. I got a slack that message. They added a. 13. Well, originally it was Aussie Open. Aussie Open versus Kevin Knight and the DKC. uh, Two young lions. Uh, And then they added, just now, Alex Shelley and Chris Saban. Motorson Machine Gun. So again, Scotty, everyone's favorite game. Who is eating the pin? The DKC. (laughs) Sorry, DKC. Sorry, man. Oh, man. So who's winning the match? Oi, oi, oi. Oi, oi, oi. Oh, baby. Oi, oi, oi. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm excited to see uh, MCMG here. You impact spoiler that has to do with them? Sure. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Uh, they lost to Frankie Kazarian and Josh Alexander in a tag team match. PJ Black also beat Yuya Uemura. That's impact. Impact, baby. <sighs> they're, they're pulling an Okada on you, 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 and more. Maybe. Having, Maybe. having Maybe. former WWE star Justin Gabriel beating. Excuse me. Yuya former Moore. former Ring of Honor star PJ Black. Former Lifeblood member. I actually don't know if that's true. I don't know if he's part of Lifeblood. I don't know. That group was a, that group was a dream. I don't think he was a part of Lifeblood. That's what you. That's what they want you to think. Yeah, we're all a part of lifeblood. White Rabbit Tribe was he part of that? And Lucha, I don't care. Just move on. No, he was part of Lucha. Un, he was part of Lucha. Un, no, not Lucha Underground. That was the name of the show. Paul London was. Yeah, it was Paul London. Please, you're thinking of. Please let's move on. Uh, he went too deep into the career of Justin Gabriel. He was part of the group of Johnny Mundo and and uh, Evans and all that stuff. That's what I said. Yeah, um, tag team straight tag team match here. Yo and Rocky Romero versus Sho and Yujiro Takahashi. Oh my God, how's the torches coming to the U.S. Yeah. And bring evil. I know. What the hell, man? Ah, oh, I'm devastated. I'm devastated. I'm I'm destroyed. I'm destroyed. I don't believe it. Ah, oh, if they brought evil, we were going. <laughs> you and I are gonna literally fly literally have no. Ability to. I have to work that night, but we were going. <laughs> Me too. I'll be at work. I'll have to take off work and everything. Um, but we would have done it. We would have done it. Uh, six minute time limit, KOPW match. I don't believe we have. Did you say six minutes? It's going to be a. Oh, no. That that could be a good gimmick if there was a six minute time limit. No, it's a 60 minute time limit, KOPW match. Shingo Takagi versus El Phantasmo. Um, hey, who's your mother match? 
Yeah, I don't know if we know. I remember seeing the poll for this match, but I'll look into that. But thoughts on we're getting again Shingo Takagi versus El Fantasmo. Presumably sure. a better match. It won't be as good. Um, let's see. The G1 match. So it is El Fantasmo proposed a New York City street fight. No DQs, no countouts, anything goes. Shingo Takagi suggested a last daddy standing match. The only way to win that one. The only way to win the end of the match will be by doing enough damage to win by a 10 count. Uh, Can we not just talk about stipulations? (laughs) Hindering, (laughs) hindering wrestlers. Yeah. We'll find out, I guess, but it's Shingo and El Fantasma. So maybe, maybe that's fun. But then of course the main event, Kazuchika Okada, Eddie Kingston, (laughs) teaming up against Jay White and Juice Robinson. And again, I'm going to play everybody's favorite game. Who's eating the pin? <laughs> God, I'm, it's not, not a lot of options. It's a little bit easier. It's very, but... uh, it's either Eddie or Juice. <laughs> Eddie, Juice got pinned by Red Narita like three weeks ago. Yeah, that's true. Eddie, Eddie and... is also employed by AEW who famously mm. don't lose anywhere. Juice! <laughs> this match should be that, good. It's a fun tag. This should be a fun tag. Yeah. I thought Juice didn't work for them anymore. New Japan? No, he still works yeah, there, I think. No, that was his like, thing a few weeks ago. He's a free agent, yet he's on every single one of their shows <laughs> in existence. He's a free agent. Doesn't mean he Except the work. only shows he's ever on is New Japan shows. He's a free agent. Doesn't mean that he isn't going to be he isn't going to be uh, picking, accepting bookings from New Japan if they're coming his what way. Up? What a pipe dream, Okada and Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston, an interesting year. <laughs> yeah, Eddie Kingston. The pan. I mean, it's been hard, hard for everybody, but the pandemic did Eddie Kingston wonders <laughs> coming in, and uh, I mean, he was probably going to come in no matter what, but uh, for that for that TNT tour. But uh, man, boy howdy, did he? Uh, is he boy howdy. taking that ball and running with it? Eddie Kingston, man. You know, it should be a fun match. It's going to be a tag match, so it's not going to be nothing too, too special. But I'm excited to see Eddie Kingston and Jay White, at, at, at the very least, mix it up together. I think that could be a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, and then, we, of course, Okada White in there as well. So fun little stuff yeah. there. Fun well, little fun, main event. Nice little show. Nice little show there. Nice little, uh, nice little, nice little show. Sure. Speaking about nice little shows. Lower my glasses on this one. This will be a nice little shows. Muto retirement tour continues uh, with the the return. Pro wrestling love forever. Point three. This is the third of five Muto matches. Uh, even though he's wrestled a lot more outside of the three three of five matches, but this is a big show for Noah. Uh, that's happening this Sunday. Um, so uh, we're of course wanting to talk about it. The top of the card here is your main event. Huge, huge stuff. GHC heavyweight title match: Kaito Kiyomiya versus Kazuyuki Fujita. Scotty, who Fujita's back in the title picture, baby. You know who the last person is to successfully defend the GHC heavyweight title in one defense? And no, I guess in success, uh, was it was it Fujita? Have a day to have a successful defense. Was it Fujita? 
No, he lost it because of was it, I thought he lost it because oh, he defended it once and then I think he lost it he for COVID. He defended against Masato Tanaka. Yeah, very good match. Yeah, then he got stripped for COVID. Koshiyazaki yeah. beat Kaito. Yeah, and then Kano was it Kano that beat Go? No, Kojima. Kojima. Kojo, Kojima, Kojima beat, beat Go, and then Kano beat Kojima, and, and then, then Kaito beat Ko, uh, Kano. And now we're here. This is this company. This is Anokiism, baby. They have been. Like, listen, I don't. DDT is like very hit or miss. For, I mean, they brought in Joey Tiela, so. But Higuchi has been a great champion for them. And I was thinking about this. I was like, wow. What Noah could have done if they just let one of their guys ride? Mm hmm. Well, mm-hmm. one of their guys ride this year. They didn't let a single guy ride except Kazuyuki Fujita. Uh, he's going to win. <laughs> he's going to fucking win. Yeah, so um, there's two things, two thoughts here. One, I, I spoke about Anokiism. Of course, they're not bringing a lot of, like, MMA guys. You know, former, you know, they're bringing Anoki guys like Fujita, of course, and Muto. Stop and all saying Anoki. But also a, a, a big part of the... A Nokiaistic error era was that they would constantly change the title, the IWGP World Title around, and that's why I mean that this is a Nokiaism is that they're changing the title all over the place. So yeah, so uh, there's two thoughts here. One, I think the biggest thing though is that we need to talk about and is for Jesus, the one last Nokiismist. Mm-hmm. This is the first big show for new for uh, Noah following Anoki's passing. Uh, Fujita, of course, a big student of Anoki, Muto, a lot of people in the back office, big student, big students of Anoki. Um, uh, they've been teasing for months now that uh, that you know, whoever is the you know, started with Kano, I believe, and then it transferred to Kaito. That they've you know they want to be defending the GHC title against Muto in his last match and beat him. We will defend the title uh, against Muto. But then we get this match, Kaito Kiyomiya versus Kazuyuki Fujita. And it could go one of two ways. And I'll, and I'll explain my two ways. One, Kaito Kiyomiya somehow wins this, right? He, he, he got the win over Muto. He, he, he proved that he can do that. He has learned and he's trained and learned the dragon leg screw whip or whatever. Learned all these Muto moves. Yeah, and he's going to use those moves to help beat Fujita, right? Uh-huh. Sure. And then he goes off to face Keji Muto versus Kaito Kiyomiya, and then he probably will lose the title because that makes sense of why Keji Muto allowed Kiyomiya to beat him all those months months ago. Option number two: Kazuyuka Fujita. <laughs> that's what we're all expecting. Beats Kaito Kiyomiya. Yeah. He beats Kaito Kiyomiya and then defends the title against Keji Muto at his last match. Right? Mm-hmm. And uh, which is, again, the match that they were planning on doing this year during the summer when Muto was going to come back or before he got injured, actually. That was the ma- planned match, was Muto versus Fujita. They were playing that match months ago, earlier this year. 
they can return back to that match. They think it's a huge match. You know, it's a it's a triple crown people all over the place. Um with Fujita, with the uh, Muto, and they can have this big final main event, and then Muto will probably win uh the GC heavyweight title in his final match. Um and then probably vac- vacate it. So we are looking at Kiyomiya probably either winning, getting one defense, breaking the record, <laughs> tying the record, uh, and then probably losing to Muto and, let, and maybe doing another offense, who knows. Or Fujita wins the title, maybe does a defense, loses the title to Muto, and then the title gets vacated. <laughs> and then that's the end of this company. <laughs> what a... <laughs> Uh, what about the world where Kaito doesn't have to fight Muto again? Where Kaito wins this match and so, then that show so has its own I, random match and not I involving do Muto? Think there is a possibility. Not a not a big one, but a possibility. Like if you were to do percentages, this would probably be the lowest. Um that Kaito wins, right? Right? They they ride they ride the ace and he doesn't have to fight Muto. Yeah, because they just they they've realized let's move on. Let's move on from this. Let's ride our guy. But but are you saying that Muto is not going to be in the main event of his own show? No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is the JSC heavyweight title won't be. Hmm. Interesting. Nor will Kaito Kiyomiya. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, as long this is very. As long as Muto's willing to lose, which is not <laughs> at all a guarantee, I do think it'll be Kazuchika Okada. Yeah, I think I I agree. If if you do if you can get Okada versus Muto, and that can be your main event as a special singles, that just sounds like something Muto would want. Yeah, and I agree, and I think that is, you know, to what's me, you want, what's he want more to win or get a bigger bag? Who? Probably both. <laughs> that's a that's a fucking tough question. What does Muto want? A win or a bigger payday? I know it's Oof. it's a good one. That's a thinker. That is a thinker. There, it folks. is as close as it could be. Unfortunately, <laughs> holy shit! I, I'm gonna think about that for the rest of my week. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> You're welcome. Um, but yeah, this is uh, the best part about this upcoming show is we're going to see Tanahashi and uh, Muto. Yeah, I'm sure. Who is teaming with Muto? So that match, the semi-main is going to be uh, Tanahashi, Togi Makabe, and Tomiaka Hanma versus Keji Muto. Now Michi. Hey, it's Hanma. Sorry, <laughs> so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Caught me so off guard. Keji Muto. Now Michi Marafuji. And Yoshikiya uh, Inamura. So again, everyone's oh, so it's old people. It's everyone's favorite game of who's eating the fall: uh, the New Japan guys or the Inamura. <laughs> Muto's definitely winning. Yeah, Muto's winning. In- Inamura. Actually, uh, Inamura's in there. Inamura's getting pinned. About to say he's getting his ass pinned. <laughs> he's the young one. Yeah, that's getting his ass pinned. But you know, that's Tanahashi and Muto in a ring that should be fun. Yeah, and the the poster's hilarious. The real the real draw of this show is definitely not Masakatsu Funaki. Um, it is the tag title match. That's the best match on the show. 
I, I'm loving you bringing me in, bring me along here. Tag title match: Takeshi Segura and Satoshi Kojima defending their titles against Kano and Katsuhiko Nakajima. Who, baby? Who, baby? Dig it. That is finally that something is, good on this that show. is that is that is that is you know we're talking meat on the bone that is no bone all meat <laughs> that is just yeah. that is who yeah that's a it's a nice it's a nice medium rare steak that is that is a perfect just juicy you know fall yeah. off the that is like that is a steak yeah. that is a bone that you uh that is you know slow cooked for so long that you just hit it on the table once and all the meat shreds off. Maybe not that. Maybe that's maybe. Well, maybe Jack that's Muto. That's more Muto. Uh, <laughs> did uh, Jack Morris ever go home? <laughs> uh, he he just announced today that he's actually returning to uh, to Scotland. Oh, good for him. The tour is coming just, up to him. Uh, but this tag match should be great. The old guys are going to win, but it should be great. You and I are 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 whew, strapped in. I'm going to put this on a seatbelt in another seatbelt. I'm who strapped in, baby. This match we, we, we take the we take the little wins. Yeah. Hard hitting, hard slapping. This is a humongous card. Is Nakajima going to knock out anybody? Oof. It's gonna, ah. Is is he going to get the shit kicked out of him? Who maybe I don't know. I don't care. And I just Kojima see probably it. doesn't care. Kojima's probably like I don't. I don't. I just didn't do anything to me. I'm ready, baby. I'm in it. I'm in it. I can't wait for it. And I want it, baby. Oh yeah. Anyways, uh, Scotty's match of the night: GHC National Championship match. GHC Martial Arts Rules. Don't know what they are. Uh, Matsukatsi Funaki versus Kazushi Sakuraba. Scotty, thoughts? Give me, give me that big old uh, breakdown of what this match means to you. The sooner it's over, the better. It's going to be awful. He sucks. I hate him. <laughs> I hate this guy. <laughs> Sakura Robbins is former as a, not a former. He is a UFC Hall of Famer. Yeah. 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 He's important, Martin Martial Arts. Uh, that's about all I can say about this match because he'll suck ass. Let's move on. Two packs of ass. <laughs> that match is two packs of ass, 100%. Speaking uh, of two packs of ass, Hayata still has the title. Uh, well, you know, I don't think this is, I think this is one pack of ass. Uh, You're just, I know how excited you are for this. I want it. I want it. You're still let down. I am. I know I am, but I want it. GHC Junior Heavyweight Title Match, Hayata versus Ninja Mac. Uh, Noah finally got me to watch a Junior Heavyweight Title Match. Uh, I can't believe they did it, but I'm in. I'm in it. I'm gonna watch this. I want to see Ninja Mac win this title. I think it'd be cool. Uh, he's over in the company, so I could see its possibility. But it's also Hayata and all this stuff. So who the fuck knows? Yeah, I would. I would get my hopes up. Oh yeah. But, well, I guess we'll see. GHC, Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Title Match. Atoshi- you don't have to talk about the rest of the show. It's not good. Oh, well, I'll blow through it real quick then. Uh, Atoshi Koteji and Seki Yoshioka versus Tadasuke and High 69, again for the Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Titles. We had a straight-up tag match here. Hideki Suzuki and El Hijo del Do- Dr. Wagner Jr. Can't get Timothy Thatcher. Don't know what happened with that guy. Uh, ver- interesting. Uh, Hideki Suzuki and, Hel- and Dr. Wagner Jr. <laughs> Versus Masato Tanaka and Masakita Mia. Oh, I didn't talk about the best part of NXT. Which was? They got they got uh, T Barker rid of his fucking mask. Oh yeah, Dominic Dijakovic's coming back to NXT. That's actually great. Yeah. I don't know why he's going to NXT, but whatever. So that he can feud with Zion Quinn, probably. 
What did you just say to me? So you can feud with Zion Quinn? Take it back. Six-man tag team match. Yoshinari Ogawa, <laughs> Chris Ridgway, we'll and Yasukata Yano versus super crazy uh, Ada and Nasawa Rangai. Nasawa Rangai. Nasawa's retiring. Yeah, he announced that he is retiring. People are unsure if it's true, but he announced that he is retiring. So we'll see. Dragon Gate and Noah. <laughs> He's busy. He's a busy man. Uh, tag team match: Daki Anaba and Yohei versus Jack Morris, our boy Jack Morris, and Dante Leon. He's coming back in here as well. Uh, Six man tag team match: uh, Tanaguchi, Alejandro, and Extreme Tiger. Uh, Extreme Tiger's coming in versus Manaba Soya, Shuji Kondo, and Ohara. So fun stuff. Fun stuff. This feels very needed to say. I'm sorry. Sure, sure. People watch this full show. Yeah, I, when I watch No, I don't watch this full show. So I maybe if I'm watching anything from the undercard, it's something I have interest in. Like I like Alpha Wolf and Dragon Bane. Me too, man. Me yeah, too. I'm. I might check out Morris and Dante Leone yeah. versus Naba and Yohei. I might check that out. No, no, no. I might. I might check out Deki Suzuki and Doctor Wagner Jr. versus Masato Tanaka and Masaki yeah, Mia. <laughs> so, that, that might quietly slap yeah but uh yeah no it's mainly it's whenever i'm watching the shows it's like the top four of the card you know it's it's a lot of just the tag match it's like you know it's watching like a new japan show it's just like am i gonna watch a lot of the tag match stuff they have to have something actively happening in them mm-hmm. for me to take interest or, or news bits and not all the time does it happen so I, it is what it is i'm really bad at watching full shows unless it's AEW or stardom yeah unless it's like weekly tv i guess I usually watch full WWE pay-per-views, but that doesn't mean I like it. Oh, well, no, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I watch a lot of full shows. I, I go out of my way that, to watch full shows. Like, this This is like a 10-match card. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's too many, Chief. Too many. Well. Too many cooks. Too many cooks? What is this, Dragon Gate? Um <laughs> <laughs> I guess I could also apply to Noah. <laughs> yeah, you Noah? could definitely apply to Noah. Everyone's trying to book in Noah. <laughs> well, that is it for this week's episode of Ring Post Radio. We got everything on the topic here, so uh, good Ooh. job on us. Uh, that is it for this week. Uh, Scotty, anything to plug? Yeah, uh, listen to... Oh, what was it? Starting. Sorry, what was it? What? You said something in agreement, but it sounded... Uh, you you said you said I think you said yeah, but I couldn't hear you. Can you say <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, listen to Stardom Road. Um, do that. Uh, my match of the week. <laughs> my match of the week was uh, Mayu Utani versus Utami Haishishida from uh, like four hours ago. <laughs> watch this match from four hours ago that's beautiful that is truly beautiful Shock, shocking what happens when you put two of the best in the ring and they have to wrestle with meaning yeah uh, I'm going to second second pitch Start watch Stardom Road first episode came out for everybody last Tuesday so definitely go check that out um, a lot of good reviews a lot of good reviews from it uh, that I saw but, really? Uh, yeah, I, I, seen one. Uh, I saw some stuff, but uh, it looked good. It was a good, good response. Good response, I should that's say. That's good, because I don't pay attention. <laughs> that's fine. But I'm also going to plug the Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash countout. 
pod. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, definitely go check out the Patreon. We got a lot of fun stuff on there. You can, you know, be a $3 tier subscriber, $5, $10 tiers. $5 stuff gets a lot of things, $10 even more stuff. But $5, you know, you can get, we'll have uh, all of our Ryan Hasn't Seen Anything shows. Uh, we just recently had Kyrie Hojo versus Io Shirai. You and I watched that. I watched that for the first time ever. Uh, this was in 2015 for the World of Stardom title. Great match, but you can hear my entire thoughts about it uh, from the Patreon. Uh, we also have a new episode of our D&D show, Cantrips and Clotheslines, coming out tomorrow as well on the Patreon. That's on the $10 tier, so you can go check that out. That's a very, very fun episode uh, where we do a bit where I do a bit where I suddenly start hosting American Idol on the show. Uh, we also have a special. This little... <laughs> is American Idol. I do that. <laughs> I 100% do that on the show. Uh, we also just had another, a, a huge uh, little preview early release episode of Your Dose of Death come out. Uh, where they interviewed <laughs> hockey legend Darren McCarty, uh, former, not former, I guess former hockey player, four-time Stanley Cup champion for the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, so go check that out. Talk about his love of deathmatch wrestling. Again, you can find all of that at patreon.com forward slash countoutpod. My match of the week uh, will probably be, will probably, will probably be, I mean, we kind of talked about everything. Ooh, maybe I actually have a match of the week that is old. I've been also watching, as you know, uh, I'm not a historian, but I've been watching a lot of old wrestling to try to, uh, get my, get my knowledge up there. And I'm going to talk about, um, you know, uh, I'll, I watched this match. I watched this match recently. Uh, Jay Youngblood and Ricky Steamboat versus Don Carnotal and Sergeant Slaughter. Uh, world tag team title steel cage match. I thought that match was great. It came out what? in 1983. Why? It was a match of the week on Voice of Wrestling, so I watched it and I thought it was great. Uh, but it was oh, a great match. Yeah, you couldn't pay me enough to watch Sergeant Slaughter. No, he's good. I, I watched the what they did is they also provided a link to like a playlist of videos to do the like promos and stuff building up to this match. Sergeant Slaughter carries the feud. It, it is he does a phenomenal job. His promos are um, are amazing. You know, setting up this idea of like, oh yeah, you learn how to break out the cobra. Well, that's not my cobra clutch. And he's like really selling it. Is he's he, he is he is not Attitude Era Sergeant Slaughter. He is not WWF Sergeant Slaughter. He is smoking jacket, giant stogie. Just with the holding the titles, being like, you know, just screaming down the pipe. Just it's it's a phenomenal promo stuff from Sergeant Slaughter. Phenomenal feud well, with him. It's it's really really great. I highly recommend well, it. There's something much more important for you. Um, you need to find the Stardom pay per view that came out today. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to. I'm going to. I just didn't get a chance but to watch you know it. Why, to right? the why is that? Oh well, I know. I know exactly why. Tekla's back, baby. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, and and Fukiga Death is back too. I know that uh, is right. Yeah, yeah. yes, I know that's your other uh, for very different reasons, but there you go. <laughs> no, for the same reason. <laughs> they're both phenomenal wrestlers. What are we talking about? It's true. It's <laughs> they're true. they're phenomenal up and comers. What are we talking about? Uh, yes, Death. <laughs> Near forty, if not forty year old, I don't know what her age. Actually, all right, bye. That is it for this week's episode of Ring Post Radio. We can follow Scotty at Scott E Wrestling, me at Ryan Nancy. We'll see everybody next week. Goodbye, everybody. 
This has been a Count Out Podcast. Hi, guys. This is Lauren. This is Michael. And this is your Dose of Death Podcast. If you're genuinely curious about the world of deathmatch wrestling, look no further as me and Mike have you covered on all things in the world of deathmatch wrestling, whether it's interviews, show reviews, or everything in between. We have you covered on all things deathmatch wrestling, whether it's past, present, or future. And you're probably wondering where you can go support us. You can find your dose of death podcast on all major podcast platforms, especially along with the Count Out Network of Podcasts. And also, you can support us on the Count Out Patreon as we have exclusive content only on the Patreon for all of our listeners. We hope that you go listen to your dose of death podcast very soon. And see you at the shows.